I mean, I, I, like, I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think they really understand how important hitting the like button is. It's really a form of engagement. The more people hit the like button, more people will find it in their, not even in a search engine. It'll just pop up because while we're live, people are liking it. It will show up. And uh, the fact that it shows up, you might get new people to come over here to watch. And when you get new people to watch, like I always say, you have new people to roast. So you should uh, <laughs> you should want to do that. So uh, so we're um, we're live. This is episode two hundred and four of the First and Frame Rates podcast. Myself, DJ eighty one, Bill's fourth. We are here, uh, obviously. Um, and most people may not know the backstory behind what happened on Tuesday. Uh, I think it was what it was uh, a day or a day and a half before I made a video about my uncle. And uh, unfortunately he's been going through chemo for a while and my mom knew and my aunt knew and obviously his wife. So it was one of my aunts and his wife and uh, my grandmother knew and they kept it away from everybody because of uh, they didn't want people to know around the holidays. So it kind of kept it in that circle, which in in, in, in in some instances, it kind of upset me, but it's okay. I, I'm not really worried about that because I do understand. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to go see him, but I had to work this week, and I was supposed to go see him tomorrow, but he didn't make it past, uh, you know, the next, pretty much the next day. And um, it was it was pretty rough. It, I mean, it still is. I, I would be lying to say if I'm not, I'm still not grieving. I'm not, I'm still not hurting because, you know, outside of my grandfather, you know, my dad wasn't around as much, but I, I gained to have a relationship with him. But outside of my grandfather, he was the closest thing to me to have a father figure. And he taught me so much growing up. And, you know, I, I felt guilty to an extent because I did not was I was not able to see him and I did not able to spend much time with him as I wanted to. But, you know, it's. I, I can't leave. I can't live like that. I can't live with the burden on my shoulder. I can't live with that on my back. I know he wouldn't want me to. And it's one of the reasons why I decided to go ahead and do the podcast today. I did not want to do one Tuesday, obviously, because everything happened on Tuesday. And um, that it just I, I would not have been it, it just would not have been right. But I do thank you, DJ. DJ tried to take the initiative and wanted to bring you guys a po- uh, episode. I mean, he. I mean, I know he couldn't find a way to get in touch with me because. I basically went off the face of the earth for the past 48, 72 hours and he took the initiative and I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate you keeping the ball rolling and keeping things going because, you know, even though I'm not here, you know, this, this podcast is bigger than me. You know, you guys make it go, not just, you know, you guys, obviously the co-hosts, like the, the fans, the people who listen, you know, you guys are a part of this podcast just as much as any of us are. And you guys deserve to come here and or go to DJ Page when he said he was going to make an episode to uh, have fun, enjoy yourself, get away from the things of the world, and actually have a good time when we talk about sports and sports gaming. So, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to tell these guys I want to do a podcast until I got off work because while I'm at work, that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to stay focused because when I'm not working when i'm not doing anything you know my mind races it goes all over the place and uh that's one of the reasons why i did not take any days off because i did not want to sit around and mope but i knew today was going to be a day that i would have done that because i don't have to work tomorrow and tonight would have been a night that i would have you know 
I wouldn't have been myself. So I need you guys. And I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm glad that everybody is here. The ones who are not here yet that are going to be here. I appreciate you guys because I want these next couple of hours to be where we can, you know, just forget about all of our problems. Forget about all of the things that we have going on. And I know that at the end of the day, I know my uncle would have wanted me to keep going. It's one of the reasons why he kept his you know his situation from us because he did not want us to stop our lives for him and uh i mean it sucks but you know we as men we all do that you know i i had a medical situation earlier this week and i did not go to the doctor because of it because i just don't want it i don't want my wife to be bothered with it but you know it's it's you know everything is good now you know I, you know uh, as far as that goes, it wasn't nothing real serious. It's just like, you know, once it gets cold and, you know, temperature change, you know, you get a little sick or whatever. But unfortunately, it wasn't what we all think it is. You know, it's just, it, it, it just happens. But we as men, we don't take care of ourselves as much as we want to, which I don't know if anybody can see the shirt, but you see it when um, I put on uh, the, po- uh, not the podcast, but the um my live streams when I talk about first frame rate, sports, gaming, and life, we don't talk about them. Uh, uh, we don't talk about life as much, and I, I'm not going to put the burden on my co-hosts because they may not want to talk about it. If it is, it's fine. And I mean, I kind of know what their heads are with that. But every now and then, I don't mind, you know, dwelling into that because we all are men here, and you know, we need to talk about, you know, just men's health at times i know dj's good with that he's been a personal trainer he knows a lot more than i do so i can get some information from him but we need to do that we all are getting older we're not getting younger and when you see i mean in my instance when you see people that are you know just literally 15 20 25 years older than us falling like they do i think we all need to take the time to really look at you know what we're doing and we might need to change a few things uh, as far as our habits or what we do health-wise. So I, mean, I don't want to get too much more of a spill of that. At the end of the day, I do thank everybody for all the replies on Twitter. I really appreciate it. You know, I didn't put anything on Facebook because all my family's on Facebook. I cannot look at Facebook because they're grieving over there and it's just going to upset me. I can't do that. So uh, I, I didn't go over there. But uh, I appreciate everybody who has you know send their condolences thanks everybody who sent their prayers their thoughts and all the other stuff i mean i'm I'm gonna be okay you know he's in he's not my immediate family but he's a very important person and me and him was very close until i went off to college and he he taught me a lot so uh let's just let's just get into it i don't i don't know where you guys want to go from there i guess we can go with the intros and um any one of y'all can go first and i mean let's have some fun all right. Well, since my channel is still up and running on Twitch, <laughs> because I definitely could have been canned last night for the stuff I said, uh, implicating certain sac- shadowy political figures in a grand evil scheme. But yeah, my <laughs> week has been good. I've been just chilling, playing games. I hit a couple of game winners on 2K. I got them posted so y'all can go check that out. Beat the Clippers. I forgot what the other team was, but that damn LeBron James effect playing against the Lakers, there's nothing I can do. But uh, ready for another episode. I'm glad we're back. Um, We were going to go, like VF just said, we were going to go regardless. It was probably going to be on my channel. And it actually gave me an idea to change the format on my Twitch show. So, you know. Hey, we're here. 
All right, Bells, what you got, man? What's going on? Um, well, I mean, it goes without saying, we're here for you, bro. Um, every step of the way, uh, that's never going to change. We were prepared to go ahead without you today. And honestly, even though you were denied it, I'm like, DJ, tell him to just sit this one out. But I mean, you know, you you said you were good, so here we are. And, um, and, and let me tell you, I appreciate that because like I said, like I said, this, this podcast is bigger than me, man. It, it, everybody makes this go and I appreciate you guys taking the initiative because I, yeah. I did not know y'all were going to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we knew that you were going to need some time to, you know, collect your thoughts and just let everything register. And we were completely fine with, you know, doing the podcast, you know, by ourselves and everybody would know exactly why you were absent. It would be completely understandable. But um, it is good that you are here. And, um, you know, if we could be of any help, then, you know, that's what we're going to be. Um, as far as my definitely, week's definitely. concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. As far as my week's concerned, eh, I mean, kind of kind of par for the course. I'm just kind of looking forward to this weekend. Uh, these playoff games are going to be interesting. Um, and I want to see James Harden's first game in a Nets uniform. Hopefully he doesn't look like uh, Fat Albert. Um, like he's been looking like, but um, other than that, yeah, I've been I've been good. Uh, hey, Bills, um, tell them what was going to be the name if uh, we couldn't go uh, the uh, the show if <laughs> if VF wasn't going to be able to go. The name was going to be called Spinoff. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and, you know. I thought about that. It, like, you know, like if y'all did this, if y'all did this seriously, if y'all ever, if y'all did this, and I wasn't able, to, I wanted you to send me the file, and I would have put it up on iTunes and stuff. Yeah, that's funny. You know, that, like when when it and I still had the video. It's I I thought I was going to delete it once we went live because there's no need for it. But it actually, it is actually quite funny because. Yeah. You know, Bills had already named it before I actually named it. He literally was just <laughs> like, just call it, name it, whatever. He said spinoff, and I was thinking about it. I was trying to be clever with it. But, you know, when you have a high IQ, you think too much about Bro, simple shit. That was, like, was right there. That shit was like, that shit was like JFK getting sniped. We were scrambling like, we need a name. We need, we need, we need this. We need like, contingency plans. Like the sniper's bullet. Yeah. So yeah, it was going to be called the spinoff, and it was going to be sponsored by these nuts. And uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> one more, one more, one more piece of news. One more piece of news. Uh, this also <laughs> it, was, it was either gonna be it was either gonna be unsullied by sponsorship or sponsored by these nuts. That's what it was gonna be. Um, no, so that, 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 that that that's first and frame race in a nutshell, right there. That's yeah. that, that's exactly. <laughs> in a we were sitting here this shit out live on YouTube. We were planning this shit out like, right, it's gonna be sponsored by these nuts. I had, like, I had the ticker going and everything. You'll, I'm like, you'll literally see it scrolling at the bottom, just like the ticker that's scrolling. Because I was playing with the toys that you play with every every time we go live. So I got a chance to play with the toys, and uh, yeah, I was having some fun. So the so the other piece of news, big piece of news, I made an Instagram page for the podcast. Okay. Um, I advertised tonight's podcast. I did a welcome post. <clears throat> um, obviously put the logo. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna push the podcast on IG, and we're gonna try to grow this in another form. 
Um, I, I'm I'm glad you did that because uh, I don't have an Instagram page. I know you don't. I know you don't. That's why I'm like, bro. I never even asked VF what his IG was. I feel like he doesn't have one. So I'm, I'm just, just messing. I'm I'm gonna be. Honest. I was hoping somebody heard me say that because it's a running joke that we have about an Instagram page. Mm. I have two of them. I just don't use them. And I, right, keep tell, I keep telling, I keep telling, I keep telling my, I keep telling my wife I don't have one, and she'd be like, "Yeah, you do," and I'm like, "No, I don't. It's, it's a running joke." Oh, so. All right, wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I gotta address something. Yeah, Who, you play with yourself every single day, so I don't want to hear anything about me and toys and plastic too. Remember, right. remember that part and rubber. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Let, let's talk about James Harden, man. I, I'm not getting into that because we, he, he still has yet to answer for that yet. Um, he's been on the podcast a couple of times too. He hasn't addressed. It. He's trying to skate past mm-hmm. up. Yeah, pull up. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, now he's back to writing in caps. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh you definitely do it. have the balls. It's just stuck in your mouth. Oh. All right, James Harden. <laughs> so what? What? What kind of? I I don't know the entire trade. So what's the entire? What's the trade okay. about? Like okay. like what all teams are involved? I didn't I didn't know. There I don't know. Four teams involved: Nets, Rockets, Cavs, and damn, I forgot the fourth team already. Nets, Rockets, Cavs, and Pacers. Pacers. Oh yeah, because Victor. Oladipo. Yeah, because I heard about Victor. Oh, I heard about Victor Oladipo part. I did hear about that. Okay. Yo, and it's kind of funny. Uh, Victor's part in this now he's on the Rockets. That pretty much, and it's funny. I look at all the Wizards fans. I look at the our, our GM Shepherd, and it's like, so you traded okay. Wall for Westbrook, and basically Wall now has his own bill on Houston. Before before we talk before we talk about the James Harden trade and where and who went where, mm-hmm. let's just establish this. We do know James Harden is going to the Nets. Now I have yeah. an article here that I'm calling bullshit on Uh-oh. right off the bat. Okay. The title of this article is Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have committed to gelling with James Harden. Oh, I thought you were going to say they committed suicide. They're falling. Shut up, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're stupid. Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks said Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have, quote, conviction about the direction of the team in the wake of the trade to land James Harden and are prepared to make the necessary on-court sacrifices to, um, to make it work. Um, he said he consulted the franchise's stars as the Nets began to move swiftly toward a trade for Harden on Wednesday. Now listen to this. Um, I was getting their thoughts and really wanted to hear what their commitment was going to be, what their conviction was. I enjoyed hearing that conviction, and we've got some time to see how this translates on the court. Now pause. You can't get Kyrie Irving to show up to work without James Harden. Now all of a sudden you can get into contact with that man to ask him, oh, do you want us to trade for James Harden or do you not? Come on, bro. I'm calling bullshit on this. Like, okay, remember – in the offseason, they said Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both signed off on Steve Nash, right? Why are reports coming out now that Kyrie Irving didn't sign right. off on Steve Nash? You see what I'm saying? It's like I'm calling bullshit on this. Now, they might welcome a third star coming there because it, they think that they're bolsters their chances of winning. But as we get into this trade and the things that they gave up, they're not going to be so happy about this. So let, let me just let me just bring this trade up here. I got it right here. It's on screen. Yeah, so they get James Harden in a second-round pick in 2024. That's not going to matter. That's three years from now. 
The Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum. <laughs> Three and... years from now. So they, 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 traded, they traded for a, a freshman in high school. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, and Karoops from the Nets, who actually didn't play that bad last year. The Rockets got a boatload of draft picks. All you need to know. The Pacers got Karis LeVert and a 2023 second-round pick. And the Cavaliers got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. So, basically, the Nets gutted their all of their depth to get a cancerous-ass player. Spencer Dillard is not for the season. And the out-of-shape one, too. Well, I mean, oh, look. Spencer Dinwiddie's <laughs> out for the season. Hold on one second. Keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna pull it back up in a second. Go ahead. So I mean, uh, just want to do something real quick. I tell you okay. what. Okay. I already, I already put it out there. Better either. Oh yeah, no. I already put it out there that that Houston lost this trade. Um, no, no, not Houston lost the trade. That Houston won this trade. Oh, yeah. They got obviously they got the most. They got added depth. They have a Bradley Beal type player in Oladipo to pair with Wall and Cousins. I tried to tell everybody, nobody was listening. Soon as Houston got Wall, it was Wall's team. And Did you hear that what last said? Oh yeah. It was just like it was mad disrespectful, but it was beyond it was before all that. No, no, no. But but did you hear what he said before that? He's like I don't care about coming to play with James. I came here to play with John Wall. Exactly. <laughs> he basically said it in a press conference. He's like, I don't really care about James. I came here to play with John Wall, and I, I respect that because the they're, they're, I mean, they're teammates in high. I mean, college. Yeah. Yeah. One but year. The thing, the thing <laughs> is, if you're James Harden and you come out in the media after missing training camp. And, and going five eating for all the McDonald's franchises, eating everything inside at every Atlanta club you could find, mm. and then showing up to to work out of shape, and you say, "Oh, well, I don't think we're good enough." Well, bitch, how would you know if they're good enough? You haven't practiced with them long enough. No wonder you aren't gelling. You you barely practiced with them. When you did, you were busy fighting with rookies. <laughs> um, when you weren't fighting with rookies, you weren't passing the ball in practice. John Wall took the high the high road a couple weeks ago. I told you that would change, DJ. I told you that shit would change. Oh, it was going to change. John Wall only holds um, back for, for so long. John Wall went from, it's none of my business whether he wants to be traded, to, oh, you're going to jump off the ship after nine games? <laughs> he, <laughs> he changed, he changed his, his, his point of view real quick. I know he wasn't trying to step on any toes, and that's what I said back then. I said, John Wall is not trying to step on any toes. But trust me. Mm-hmm. James Harden in that press conference, he he said, "Well, you know, we just don't have enough. You have a guy that was the best center in the league a couple years ago. You have a guy that was a top five point guard in the league for most of his career. You have the best six man in the league, arguably, in Eric Gordon. What else do you need? Like, like seriously, if you're the if you're as good as you think you are, what else do you need? Seriously, I'm I'm, I'm like." James Harden wants all the touches of a superstar, but he doesn't want the responsibility of a superstar. That's really what it comes down to. He wants. I mean, I, I I I seen it after like his second year in Houston. Of I noticed course. that Bro. the first year, the first year in Houston, it seemed like he wanted. Well, he act like he wanted it, but after that, it's like, yeah, I want all of this, but it ain't my problem when things go bad. We've gone over this list mad times on the podcast. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, 
Russell Westbrook. Those are three superstars he ran out of the building. He mm-hmm. ran Daryl Morey out of the building. He got. I mean, we, you don't need to talk about the superstars. Look at the look at the people that were actually decent players around him. They're gone. Yeah, Gerald Green. You know what I mean? It's, it's not Ray just Howard. the superstars. You know, it's not just the star the big names. It's like the other guys that was there don't want to play with him no more. They, they look at the left. front office. Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni, fired. Trevor Ariza. Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor exactly. Reza. That's what I'm talking about. People like that. Uh, Trevor Ariza. You just ran them off. Kevin uh, well, McHale. Years uh, ago, Clint Capella, Clint Capella, Capella. Oh. Yep. And, and what? And, and think about this. Think about this. Everybody thought that Houston was simply buying into the seven seconds or less analytics-driven basketball because Daryl Morey wanted it. But remember, that just opened the floor for James Harden more to isolate mm. because they just paid Clint Capella. Which means they wanted to feed him in the post and get him some touches so he could earn his money. James Harden's like, nah, get him the fuck out of here. We'll, we'll have 6'6 PJ Tucker play play center. Yeah, okay. How did that work out? Um I mean, so so my question to y'all is how do you how do you think this turns out for the Nets? Not short term and long term. Horribly. Um, short term, I think they'll have maybe two good years. They have two good years, and they, and I would not be. I'm be honest, with you, I would not be surprised if they get one ring out of it. I don't think they will, but I wouldn't be surprised to get one ring. But after that, um, at one point the Nets was the team that had all the picks. Now they, they basically like you know what the what was that team? They were like Boston. They got all those picks from Boston at one point, mm-hmm. and um, now it's it's the other way around, and they don't have any picks. So after these two years. They may be little to nothing. They're going to be back the way they were when the Nets was trying to tank for people. But you can't, you know, they can't take for anybody when they don't have any picks. I mean, they're going to be, uh, they better hope and pray that the Rockets don't do good because they're going to be swapping picks with the Rockets to get decent picks in the next, you know, seven, eight years. So it, it short term, they're going to have some type of success. But um, I think after 2023, they're going to have some problems. DJ? I look at it like this, and a quote comes to mind from Batman Begins. Never sacrifice sure footing for a kill stroke. Let's look at it. Okay, let, let's let's dissect this X's and O's wise for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. DeAndre Jordan's still here, but Jared Allen was your center of the future. You got rid of him. Mm. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. You have nobody to play backup center because guess what? Nobody over your squad, nobody else on your squad is even seven feet, except okay, so, maybe. But let, let's even go into even before they made this trade. They already were playing DJ over over Allen anyway. But the because, thing was. And that's that was kind of crazy because everybody was like, Allen should start and DJ should come in off. But, the it, but it was a good balance because you had both of them and they kind of were the same player. They didn't need touches. And they would block shots, right? And you had two of them basically split minutes, and it was nice. Now you don't have a center on your roster aside from DeAndre Jordan. That's the first issue. Secondly, and most importantly, the dudes that you have flanking your starting three stars are not good. You have Landry Shamet, who can't create his own shot. You have Tyler Johnson, who I like, but come on, he's not a transcendent player. Spencer Dinwiddie's injured. 
Jeff Green's inconsistent. And there's nobody else worth mentioning. So when you match them up against teams in, you know, the Western Conference that have centers and bigs, not just starting but off the bench, it doesn't look good for Brooklyn right now. It doesn't look good at all for Brooklyn. You have two guards now that won't defend. Yeah, pretty much. And before this, Kevin Durant was allowed to play the four and not have to worry about checking fours. Now he actually has to guard fours. He has no choice now. So yeah, it's going to be an entertaining dumpster fire. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be two guys averaging 27, one averaging 25, and you're going to hope and pray if you're a Nets fan that they can find 60 points elsewhere from somebody else, from the rest of the team. All right, like I said, I, I, like I said, I think that just the way that the NBA is set up right now, they have the tools to win one, maybe win one out of the next two years. You but think, you think that you think a ring? I, 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 I mean, I think they can get. I'm not saying that they will. I can, like I said, if they get one, I would not be surprised. I'm not rooting for it. I don't think it's going to happen. But they have the tools to get at least one. But um. That's only in a two-year window. After the second year, I mean, this this organization is going to be back to where they were, you know, four years ago. This it's going second, to. This would be. I'm sorry. This would be the second time that you know they've made it. They've they've made a trade for superstars that will exactly. up in their face. So yep. when they did it with the Celtics, same thing. Can, can yeah. we can, okay, like? Uh, and and Doug, Doug Thomas, I'm not. I'm not against you. I don't think they will win one. I don't think so, but I can. If they win one, I would not be surprised. Here's to me, question. it's more. To me, it's more like seventy thirty that they can win one. Because I mean, they got a really good chance with the team, but I don't think they will. But if they do, I'll be like, oh, okay, I, I see this. Can but I'm not you? rooting for. I'm not rooting for it, and I'm not be- not betting for it. I, okay. I, first off, I don't. I don't, I'm not even confident that Kyrie Irving is going to play in a Brooklyn Nets uniform again this season. And that's another thing. And, and if he don't play, then all bets are off. They're, they're, they may make it to the ECF. Because the thing is, okay, they're basically just banking on superstardom in their starting lineup. And right. If one of them doesn't show up, then, that's then you have no bench and you have a superstar that didn't show up. So it's like, once again, I I feel bad for Kevin Durant, and I partially on the court feel bad for Kyrie Irving. But James Harden's bitch ass, he's the one that forced his way out of Houston. You better win a fucking ring. Because who are you going to blame this time? Who are you going to blame? Oh, no, no, the, the hilarious part about it, he'll find somebody to blame. And his fans will be there to say, yeah, he's right. Kyrie Irving dribbled the air out of the ball. What the fuck did he do in Houston all them years? So that's the thing. It's like, dribbled this is going to be a... Out there, out the <laughs> hey, look. Look, they should have they should have a cheeseburger around a rubber band on, on some, a ball handler's head every time he guards them. Maybe they he'll fucking be able to check them. James Greasy-ass uh, Harden. J- bro, you know what? Watch him Fats Hardeen. Watch him magically. Watch him magically show up in shape. 
No, he, that's it's no, he can't shed that. <laughs> he can't shed. That. He's not gonna shed that. Well, no, the only way he'll be able to shed that because they wear black. Black makes you look small. So that's the only way he's gonna be able to shed. He can shed that. That's what I'm saying. Just don't wear white. Oh, Bro, which they do, by the way. When they go James Harden. James Harden show up. James Harden gonna show up in 2012. James Harden shape. And he's gonna act like he's buying it. it uh, I mean, he oh, go ahead. Starvation no, diet, but that's no, no. What I was saying is, is the fact that he's the the people that that are, that are around him now and the team that he's on. All of a sudden, he he's going to slim back up. I mean, it it just seems like he's in a different environment. I mean, will it help? Obviously, it will. But you know, you're going to see the you're going to see the old James Harden. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you're not going to see you're not going to see you know Puff Harden. You're not going to see. That. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. Right? Okay. Let's say let's say they trade for a backup big, right? If okay. they trade for a backup big, I would make them the favorites in the East simply because at that point, all you have to do is, as long as Harden, Kyrie, or as long as two of them are in the game at, at all times, mm-hmm. they would probably make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't see them with enough rim protection when it comes to playoff time. And that's the issue for me. They need to trade for a center. They have. I I, I, I think. I think. I I think trading is out of the question at this point. I don't think they got nothing to give. (laughs) If Uh, they wanted to, they can find something. They can can trade that lousy ass pick they just got, and I'm sure somebody will give them a backup big. They don't need anything special. They're gonna start DJ anyway. They just need a big that will come in and give you. Stand up for paint. Do do a little bit of uh, interference and give you some fouls. Yeah, take fouls. (laughs) And you know, make shots at the rim hard. And if they if they can do that, they match up well against pretty much every other team in the Eastern Conference. Because I feel like James Harden will at least for a while buy in, right? Um, every every superstar has that little you know one year where they buy in and they're doing everything right and they're saying everything right. Now after that, all bets are off. But and it, see, that's what I was saying. I I think that's going to be the second year. I don't think it's going to be this year. It'll be the second year that they're together. They'll try to buy in and they'll try to make a pretty good run. But like I said, after that second year, man, is uh the the Nets is going to be a problem. And I'm not talking about it in a good way. That 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 organization is going to have a serious problem on their hands because I don't think they, these three collectively are going to be able to run after two years. The the issue is, you know, we saw it with the Celtics, but the issue with the Celtics was more so them being a bit too unselfish. These guys is the opposite. Because you've seen it, look, look, you've seen it with the Celtics, and a lot of people don't want to admit it. You kind of saw it with the Miami Heat when they were running. I mean, because after the second, being too unselfish. Yeah, it, but after the second year, you really saw LeBron be LeBron, and that's when you saw you know the pretty much the maturation of LeBron. Not even like on the court or off the court, you just saw a different type of player at that point. But it was like. With these super teams, I've noticed like you have maybe two to three year window where everything is going to click, and if you can't get it done, I mean, even with the um, what's the team, the Warriors, same thing. After the second year, it's like you see how things fell apart. So it's like the, the issue, the issue with these guys, you know, that's different from the Celtics and even the Heat was that these guys are all in their primes, right? 
And there, there, there's no maturation point with this. There, there's just you are what you are at this point. And none of them, and none of them are going to say there's going to be one guy that has to be. And I know DJ is going to get this uh, example. There's going to be one guy that's going to be the Adrian Dentley. Like, wait a minute, why am I the third guy? Mm. And they had yeah. to get his ass out of there. I mean, you're talking a, a, a league leader in scoring. Um, I look at, yeah. Also, look, I kind of look at it like this. Um, that will be Kyrie. Will be that. I I I, I came back for this to be the third <laughs> option. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like you know, on T on on two K, this is like a dream come true, right? Shit, you get Harden. But in real life, where guys actually care about getting touched, I mean, they do on two K, but not to the volatile point that they do. In, the, in the, the, this is the this is the beautiful thing about video games. If you honestly play them straight up, it can be a problem if you play it the right way. Most people play video games like video games, but no, you know, that's it. Two K definitely has those. Yeah, they have it in there, but. They, you know, the players don't become as toxic as you know. Obviously, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, you can't you can't replicate a, a real personality, but right. you do have it to where some players will feel a certain way to the point where their ratings do start to go down in two K. And then if that's a good thing. 2K, if this was two K and you made this trade in your my league, Kyrie Irving's rating would go down like five points. See, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. It, they point. have it in there, and that's the beautiful thing about it. see. And we'll talk about this when we get to the, the importance of gaming later on. But this is the thing a lot of people don't look at. A lot of people pick up the game and play and don't realize, like, somebody like DJ, who's really been into the My League thing, I haven't because I just lost you know, interest in the in basketball for the most part, but I still love it. But once you go into these modes, the, de- the developers have done a really good job of immersing those type of things in the games, but nobody really is a, is an untapped um, mechanic that are in a lot of these games that nobody looks at, and it's it's kind of unfortunate, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I, I I'll maintain that I think the Lakers are going to repeat this year. Yeah, um, that, I think they just and, and that that funny clip that was sent that was done or the skit that was done by RDC World that was it was hilarious. But you know, LeBron has nothing to worry about because it's not like Bro- Brooklyn's going to just come out of the East. And challenge for the championship. Mm-mm. Last year, last year, looking at the Lakers roster, I thought they were susceptible to a loss to a couple of teams, uh, mostly the Clippers. But now that I've seen the Clippers in action when things matter, it's not even close to a worry for them because we've already seen them. Denver still seems like they're a year or two away before they're mature enough to take out a Lakers team. So, I mean, honestly, yeah, there's, there's no team – that I can look at and say, oh, yeah, they'll beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I don't oh, think we'll right, right. I, I tell you this much. Mm. If in 2K I can come come from behind and beat the Clippers after being down by almost 15, 16 points, yeah. Right, life. right. Even though Kawhi didn't play, it would have been more difficult with Kawhi in there. But still, I beat the Clippers for, and came back from a deficit to do it. And did it in the final six minutes of the game. So that's pretty dope. I mean, if you saw my um my NBA Live nineteen stream when uh Steph Curry just went off on me, I mean with my NBA Live nineteen, I I, I mean everybody's all over the place. And in my in my uh dynasty, Steph Curry's with Oklahoma City, but I mean, dude was like, I think he like went. 
12 or 14 for from three. He was killing it. He had like 42 points. But we shut him down in the fourth quarter, and it's like in the last six minutes, we came back from like 12 or 13 to win. And LeBron ended up having like 40 points, five assists, eight rebounds. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. But like I said, talking about the importance of the game, we'll talk about it later. It's, it's amazing how those things can happen if you – you know, just play these games straight up and play to your strengths and weaknesses. And, and, and having those W's make them really, you know, it, they make them real satisfying and enjoyable. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that down the road. Any, anything else y'all got with, with this trade? I mean, I think we covered pretty much all this stuff. I think, you know, yeah. uh, look like the Rockets run straight, like they robbed the Nets. I mean, you look at all those picks. I mean, <laughs> I mean just look at this. Well, Three unprotected first-round picks. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's what I'll say about but, the Rockets. People need to look out for the Rockets in the Western Conference, and I'm dead serious. I'm I'm with you on this one. It's made them more of a contender than the fucking Nets are. If you think about the depth that their team has, they have good right. guys like Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker still. If both of them guys are still there, and wait a minute. That, on his shoulder. Wait a minute. You got you got Oladipo, Exum, and um, Kukras. Right. I mean they they got they got. They got a pretty good squad still on top of these picks. Right. They they have a good team now that's going to turn into contenders, and they have a bright future ahead of them. The Rockets the key recipe to a future dynasty and be able to outlast uh, a LeBron James tail end of his career. So, I mean, see, that's another thing. They got Karis LeVert, who has a chip on his shoulder because he got traded away from a team in favor mm-hmm. of James Harden. They got John Wall with a chip on his shoulder because everybody said he was done. Nope, nope. Karis Car- LeVert. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. Karis Why did they put Karis? Why is he on the roster's team? The Rockets team roster then. What he says it? two Pacers. Uh, Karis LeVert yeah. from Rockets via Nets. So, yeah, he went to the Pacers. Yeah, because Karis LeVert is with the Pacers. Jared Allen to the Cavaliers because they were talking about how they got rid know, of both of their big men. Right, bro. It says, it says he's on the Rockets now. Really? On, every, on everything I'm looking at. Okay. Hmm, so that's wait, interesting. I gotta look because I got this from ESPN. So I don't. I don't know who's right or who's wrong. They're probably right, but I'm just looking. I guess he did, but. Are you looking at like the rosters for the teams, or are you looking yeah, at, okay, at NBA. NBA. NBA.com? It had them on there. Oh, you know okay, what? They, they, you know what? When when they made that tra- when the trade happened, I actually went there. They were still, wor- of course, this was when the trade happened. They were literally the the team had the had the site down so they could work. So they probably are just getting to probably an update it or something. Right. I don't know. So, it's just, I mean, that's I got this off ESPN just now, and I just all I, mean, I did he's was probably, just, he's probably there, and that's interesting too. I mean, they have a they still have a good young team. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because I what I did, I cry, I just cropped this image off the website and just posted it up here. So no, it's, it's right. on I ESPN mean, right now. Indy's talking about him, so I'm sure. Yeah, all the Pacers sites are talking about him. So. Okay, that's cool. Cool, but they're probably, they're, right. probably gonna make, they're probably gonna make the playoffs too. The Pacers, so there's that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, let's talk. Let's let's talk yeah, about. Uh, I'm looking at the roster now. Karis Levert, number twenty-two. Yep. All right. Let's look at. Let's look at another. Let's look at another image. Let's look at this other bracket right here. What y'all think about this right here? What we got going on here? We got the playoffs, the NFL uh, playoffs. We got the Browns playing the Chiefs. We got the. Uh, what is this again? The Ravens? Yeah, that looks like a Ravens. What is this again? Ravens. <laughs> 
Ravens playing the Bills. We got the what is this? What the fuck is that? Yeah. What is that? What is that? This is not. No, this is the. This is the. Like they combine and form some. This is this is the L.A. This is the wave. Yeah, this is the L.A. waves. LA that way like, 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 goodbye. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, that does look like a low budget ass, uh, right. low budget ass logo. We didn't talk to OG about that. This look, this look like, this look like something that you would see on APF. It does. It definitely does. <laughs> it looks like something you would see on APF. And then um, you have here the uh, the Green Bay Packers, and they're playing against each other. And then you got the the oh, Tampa Bay Swashbuckles. Swashbuckles. Playing against the New Orleans uh, Catholics. That also could be a swashbuckle type. So, I was talking to DJ about this. I'm giving, I'm leaning towards picking Cleveland, bro. You know what? Let me tell you something right now. When Cleveland beat the Steelers, you know what vibe I got? What? I got the, and I know you can relate to this, Bills. I got the Chicago Cubs vibe. Let the motherfuckers get one. Just (laughs) let them get one. (laughs) I got, like well, they I suffer for it. so long, and you're like like fuck all these other teams. Just let well, them get one. Got, <laughs> you got Cleveland, you got Buffalo on the other side, and, and, and that's another one. That, that, well, that's another one. Just like fuck it, let them get I'm one. Like, I'm like you, you let Kansas City get one after all those years, so the Browns, right? The Browns are giving me New York Giant vibes from the year really? they put the undefeated streak. They have the same team. They run the ball really well. They have one good they, target. They can, good they can press with the front four. They can press with the front four. Mm-hmm. So you might be right about ball, that. If they keep the ball to Kansas City's hand, I mean, you know, you know, Kansas City's going to score their points. I mean, it's going to happen. But if they can find a way to keep Kansas City under twenty four, like right around twenty four, they'll win that game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know. Like the Chiefs have been playing good football, but they had to play more of a complete. They had to play more of as more of a complete team this year. They're not like this, you know. No, not many people talk about them as a high power offense as they was a year before. So they they done. Hurt, by the way. Yeah, I mean they've done a very good job of keeping this team afloat, but they're not the big bad Chiefs that people are, you know, looking at. I mean, for God's sakes, they almost lost to the Falcons a couple weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're not like this team that are like world beaters. They can be had. Will they be? I doubt it. But they, yeah. they. I mean, they can be had. They're not like the. Fa- I don't think that. I mean, obviously they're the favorite because they're the um they're the defending champs. But I don't think it's a runaway like we would thought it was in the beginning of the season when we thought that they're going to be playing the same way they did last year. Because uh, what what's their record? They're like what fifteen and one or something like that. Let me look. Uh, 14 to I believe. Yeah, fourteen. It's a, but the the way they won their games, it doesn't see. I mean, look, they they what they lost to the Raiders and they almost lost again to the Raiders twice. You know what I'm saying? They're not like this team that I don't look at the team that they're like uh, a world beater that's going to beat everybody uh, easily. So it, they can be had. Doug Thomas said Baker can play you out of games now. I don't think that's I don't think that's in him anymore. They there's a totally different dynamic to this team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They're I do a team agree with that. that runs the ball. They, bro, I told DJ I was watching. I was watching ESPN today. Did you know that third in rushing yards per game? They average 148 rushing yards per game. And you know what they uh, said? About I'm looking at. I'm looking at a lot of these games. Out. I, I, I mean, they blew out the Broncos. Okay. They blew out the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, they blew out the Jets. Okay. 
in every other game, it's been like 23 to 20, 34 to 20, 35, 31, 33, 31. They beat the Panthers by two. 16 to 22 against the Broncos. The second time they. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Saints by three. They beat the Falcons three. They beat the Dolphins by five. Six. So they're they're not running through teams like they did last year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the Chiefs by probably by maybe six or seven at the most. I'm not going to be like Chase Claypool and be a bitter housewife talking about uh, or a bitter ex-wife talking about, uh, yeah, the, the Browns are going to get clapped. So Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm, 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 I'm taking the Chiefs by here, but I will not be surprised if, if these guys out of Cleveland are running high and they just decide to, to, to sneak up on them and beat them. Mm. Complimentary said they called Tomlin and said let them win. No, he's a fraud. Stop, don't do that. Let me tell you something about um, – the Steelers organization in general, something's going wrong with that organization. There, 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 are, there have been talks of getting rid of Tomlin. We said it three years ago. When I know, I know. No, players. I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying now it's official that they're actually talking about it now, and I'm actually surprised sure. at that. But, yeah. I mean. Big Ben's ass can go home, and Mike Tomlin's ass can find another job, and they can go and start racist-ass Mason Rudolph. Speaking wow. of another job, y'all know y'all know it's a really under the radar job that nobody talked about that can be really dangerous. Dan Quinn went to the Cowboys as the defensive coordinator. That could be that could be a problem for the NFC um uh East. And I'm not joking when I say that. Him as a head coach, yeah, I, I get it. He's not that guy, but a defensive coordinator, he's a nightmare. You see what he did with Seattle. Just 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 keep that in the back of your mind. But uh yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious about that. And the, and, the, and the Cowboys defense already was not that bad. So, there's something to look at. Um, but uh, let's look at the, the Ravens and, and the Buffalo Bisons. Uh, the M Bisons. <laughs> the um, B Bisons. <laughs> I, yo, I, so this one's one that can go either way, right? Because you have, you have Baltimore who seem to find the offensive formula to put a lot of points up. You got Buffalo, who's looking pretty steady. I mean, it, to me, Buffalo looks like the best team in the AFC right now. I can agree with that. Um, and that's without being able to run the ball last week. That's what's scary about it. I was like, yo, these guys are having trouble running the ball. All of a sudden, Josh Allen throws a frozen rope to Stephon Diggs, and it's like you don't even think about it anymore. I wonder how long that's going to last. And also, the, the other story is that they're in – we want to talk about making something out of nothing through the media. I know I talked about it with Chase Young last week. I'm going to say it again with uh, Lamar Jackson. They're talking about he doesn't want to play in snow. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, they they really they really made that out of nothing. They're like, yeah. nah. I mean, they, they did that before. I mean, earlier when he won that game against the Titans, he finally got a first win. I'm like. Oh, he's what twenty four. That was his second playoff game. It's like <laughs> finally, what are we talking? about? Like this man been in the league for seven years. He, I mean, this is second play. A matter of fact, was is this his well, first playoff? Third, third playoff game. Second. His, game. Third, his second one starting. Yeah, because the first right. one he got pulled, and and no, I'm not lying. He came in. He got put in. Yeah. He yeah, got he got put, put in. in. That's right. Because Flacco got pulled. pulled. Yeah, Flacco that's right. Flacco got. Pulled. So the first and, one and technically. Yeah, technically the first one don't count because he got. I mean, he was thrown in and at halftime. Came back and won that game. So right, I but I, right. I I still don't. I ain't gonna say I hold it against him, but not. It's just like 
I'm not going to say that's his playoff game. He just came into play. But right. it's literally a second start, and they're, like, making it a big deal. He finally got the the monkey off his back. He won his first. Like, you had, like, this man had, like, played 11 playoff games or something. Right. <laughs> like, shut up. But, uh, yo, his, yo, you know what's crazy? Just a side note. Somebody had the nerve to tell me that Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts were running the same offense and had the same conditions, and no, that I was judging right. Jalen Hurts yeah. unfairly. I said, first off, First off, Jalen Hurts' reads weren't even deep to shallow. His read was one read and take off. Lamar Jackson's reads are deep to shallow, and you can tell where his eyes are when the ball snaps. I'm not even going to sit here and try to compare them because Lamar Jackson is worlds above Jalen Hurts and always will be. I'm tired of people making excuses for Jalen Hurts. I don't care if he's a rookie. I said he shouldn't have been playing. He should have been drafted where he was. Now everybody's making excuses. I'm like, we knew who he was coming out of well, college. Well, well, I mean, well, with with Doug Peterson gone, we we kind of got the answer where where Wentz is going to be. Wentz is going to be the starter next year, and they're just going to continue to get the they're going to continue to get the offense to work around him. Which I think at the end of the day, I think that was the right move. Um, but we, we can talk about the Eagles another day because somebody in the chat they're probably going to show up and stop putting everything in the comment section. But but um. I, I that's good to know because I honestly I I think it's still kind of early for Wentz to be be moving out of out of right. Philadelphia. That, that, that was, definitely was a messed up. Oh, situation. let me let me answer yeah. some preliminary real quick because he asked mm-hmm. me about this Mike Tomlin thing. So here's why I say Mike Tomlin was a fraud. Um, Mike Tomlin had basically an All Pro roster for about two or three years with Le'Veon Nabe and Ben Roethlisberger. All the targets he can think of, and pretty good defense. He didn't make a Super Bowl and win it. He made one Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers about a decade ago. They got smacked. Um, ever since then, people have been making excuses for him, pretending that he's doing more with less. He ran Le'Veon Bell and AB out of, you know, out of town, and now he's stuck with the TikTok boys and Chase Claypool and Juju. And they can't win a playoff game. They lost a home playoff game and were down 28-zip in the first quarter against a team that didn't even have their head coach on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of people making excuses for Mike Tomlin when he has so much say in everything that happens in this organization and still he can't get over the hump. I mean, the Steelers – like the Ravens are not that much better than the Steelers every year that y'all need to make excuses for this man. Yeah, it's no. not you, complimentary. It's just in general, like, I I just, I don't get where these excuses. Well, he's had a winning record. Yeah, because he's had the same fucking quarterback. There's some stability there. He's had the same line. That'll get you nine games right there. So. Especially in a weaker, just, especially, in a, especially like, in a weak division. Especially in a weak division. You got to think about it. Throughout those, what, nine, ten years, you had the Bengals, you had the Browns, and, and the Ravens was basically right, your equal. Yeah, it was just them and the Ravens. Right, and in, right. and in some and in some cases, the Ravens just was not up the parts of the Steelers at times. Right. So I mean, wait a minute. Then they also spend the first part of that, like before. Tomlin's been their coach since even two thousand nine, right? Okay, so this was after they uh, he left. He left a year yeah. after the bust. Them won. I think Coward left a year after they won. That was two thousand eight. No. When did the Steelers win that championship with Bill Cowher? Oh, 06? Um, it was against the Seahawks, right? Yes. Yeah, it was 06 then. It was 06. It was 06. No, 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 no,
Was Bill Cowher the coach when they won against the Cardinals? No, Tomlin was no. Tomlin was a the coach then. What? I remember that. That's the one oh, that they yeah, won yeah, with. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was, so they won. The, Cowher was the coach when they beat the Seahawks. Right. It... So, so complimentary. That's my thing. It's not even. It's not even you making excuses. I'm saying, people in general. Yeah, it was 2006. It was 2006. Yeah, they give this dude a long leash. I'm like, bro, you're playing in a weak division. It's really a two-team division every single year, right? And, you know, you keep hearing this, well, he's doing more with less, and he's having a winning season every year. And it's just like, dude, I, I just don't get where this this long leash for Mike Tomlin is coming from. That's why I think he's, he's, uh, he's a fraud. When it comes down to winnable games in the playoffs, they don't win them. Think about it. Think about how different people would view Mike Tomlin if they would have lost that game where they had dumbass Vontez Burfick committing that penalty against AB. If if the Wait, I'm were, a, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna be the first one to admit when I first saw that that, that shit was legal as hell. <laughs> I felt so bad because I thought that shit was legal because I saw it in fast motion. When I saw that shit in slow motion, you know, Burfick tried to take dude head clean oh, off his shoulders. Is, is like, <laughs> if the Bengals weren't so, if they weren't stupid. so, so stupid, the undisciplined, they could have ran, ran through that entire division because that team was actually good. Right, so so that's my thing. Is like we got to think about how many times his teams have been let off the hook too. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, shit. What wasn't he the head coach when the Jaguars came into Pittsburgh and stomped their ass out? Wild card right. weekend. Yeah. I mean, and that's another. On. That's another. And that's another collapse because the Jaguars should have been good for the next six years after that team. That was a damn good team they put together. They should have to this day. That Jaguars team should have still be contending to be in the playoffs. And I don't know what the hell happened to that organization. Speaking of that, we're gonna talk about that in a minute because Quayface has a question about the Jags. But um, complimentary sports. I feel like I make excuses because he's black to be honest. And you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of people do that because you know why. And I'm not. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a that's a part of it because he actually coaches for the most part. And I'm not saying it's successful or whatever. He coaches the right way. He does right for the most part. Now the last three four years is questionable, but the entire part of his career, he's done it the right way for the most part. Also, when you win a Super Bowl, it buys you time. Almost in some cases, winning a Super Bowl can buy you up to a decade worth of coaching. But, do but, I agree with it? No, but it does. So people make excuses on both ends. So complimentary sports, you're not the you're not the only one that feel that way. The other issue with Mike Tomlin that I have is, you know, he he alienated Le'Veon Bell and AB for basically telling the truth about how Ben Roethlisberger was treated within that organization, right? Mm-hmm. And he he would come out in the media and basically alienate them and act like they weren't buying into the team. It's like, look, dude, they're telling the truth about your quarterback. He's coddled. He never gets any type of discipline for calling people out. And I mean, shit, he hung AB out to dry in, in a on, on, on a couple occasions. <laughs> a couple occasions, but more importantly, the, the, the one that sticks out to me is when he threw that pick against Denver and it was a ball that had no business being thrown and AB, there was no chance AB was going to catch it. It was picked off. And he said, oh, well, you know, you guys just stop running on routes. AB's like, you didn't throw a catchable ball. <laughs> Right? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that's the first talk of this AB is a cancer and Le'Veon Bell sitting out. It's like there's no wonder that this is happening. James Harrison addressed it after you went to the Patriots and then, you know, retired later. He talked about it. 
He talked about how Ben Roethlisberger is really the one that runs that organization, and Mike Tom was just a puppet. So I don't fuck with him because he doesn't hold his quarterback accountable. And and, and right, you know, before, you, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the one the one last thing is you took this one year where those two players were missing, Le'Veon Bell and AB, and you took that for granted. And guess what happened? Now you're stuck with James Conner, who you thought was Le'Veon Bell's replacement, and he ain't it. Now you're stuck with Juju, who got stats as a result of AB's attention, the attention on AB, and now you find out he ain't it. So, I mean, that's an indictment on Mike Tomlin. But yeah, go go go. Ahead. Um, before we get to the NFC, when we talk about the LA Wave and the Green Bay Packers, um. What do you think? Uh, Quayface put this question up since we talked about the Jags for a second. Said, what do y'all think about Urban Meyer going to the Jags? You know he's the new um, coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, DJ, I know you main you're a Florida State fan, so you know you know how things kind of are down there in Florida. Urban Meyer is really big down there for the Gators, and basically he's going to be coaching the NFL team in the backyard. Uh, how do you think this is going to go? Because I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. Well, he will be looking at a long coaching career because they, the way they view the Florida Gators coaches, where they view Florida State coaches, is that they stay, they pretty much wind up staying longer than they are supposed to. I feel like, you know, the staff that Urban Meyer is probably going to put together uh, will be a staff that will have something going like uh like john gruden in in las vegas where they'll mm-hmm. they'll be there for a while um will he be able to foster anything down in jacksonville well to my knowledge jay gruden is no longer <laughs> the offensive coordinator oh no he, he he's getting ran out of there because the thing about i'll, I'll get into that keep going, I'll keep going. Yeah, so, so as long as Jay Gruden is, is not a part of the equation, I think Urban Meyer is going to do just fine. I think he can draw some attention um, outside the re- the wrestling federation that Jacksonville is associated <laughs> with. So if he's able to just draw attention from AEW so that way the cons can just be like, all right, we're back to focus on football. Because right now they've been focused more focused on their wrestling organization than they have the football team. Right. Well, what are your thoughts about this move, uh, um, Bills? What, what are your thoughts? I, I don't like I don't like college coaches that had huge success in the NFL. Steve like, I don't like, coaches, like I don't like coaches that had a lot of success in college going to the to the NFL. That's about to say that. That why that why named Steve Spurrier. Yeah. But Butch Davis. Nick Saban. Yep. Nick Saban. Butch Davis. Which oh. coach was the one that that he quit on his team? Just Petrino. Yeah, that was the only one. Was I the can Falcons, think of. Wasn't it? Yeah, he he quit on the Falcons. The only yep. one I can think of that had huge success, <laughs> that had huge success in college and, and had great success in the NFL was Jimmy Johnson. Um, yeah. Outside and, of and, that, and and and, oh, and and the thing about that, oh. Jay Jones, Jay Jones ran him clean up out of the NFL to the point that he don't even want to coach again. That was that bad. Yeah. Oh, so what, cocaine played a lot in oh, that transition go. from Miami to Dallas. No, what? No, 
the thing is, man, Kobe, you mean to tell me it? Come oh on, you, you can't tell I'm me not, that. I'm ignoring that, that part. I'm ignoring I'm that part. Is like cocaine right. simple down in we Miami. Get it. Yes, we it, get it. it Mike Orr had the cocaine sweats. Yes, it did. It did. Just for a second, Dan oh. Quinn running the plantation. He's oh a he's an overseer. Of course, he's gonna be oh. dangerous. He's on the Dallas uh, Cowboy plantation. Com- oh, okay. Complimentary sport. Oh. Complimentary sports said the Seattle coach. He's talking about um uh what's his name Pete Carroll. Hey, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. Of, uh, wait a minute. A lot of people don't know Pete Carroll was not a really good NFL coach at first. I mean, he, he coached the Patriots. He coached the Patriots at one point. They weren't that good. So, so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing with college coaches, both in the NBA and in the NFL, that's an issue. Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll are two coaches that had huge success in college. That get that they're coaching pro athletes, not college athletes. You're not coaching motherfuckers on scholarship. You can't talk to them like they're on scholarship. A lot of these coaches come in here and try to rule with an iron fist and don't got no pedigree in, in, in NFL. They find out right away they're not. They're not going to respond to that tough love and you know iron fist shit. That you know, look, look at Bill O'Brien He's uh, in the first uh, place right now in, in, in Alabama. Let me tell you something. I don't think Bill O'Brien was a problem. I'm sa- I, I, I don't think he was that. Knowing what I know now about what's going on in Houston right now, I don't think he was the problem. So who was? I think the 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 racist owner above him was. Mm. I don't think I. If you you look at Houston, the Houston football team right now, and you see what they're doing with uh with the, with John Watson, I don't yeah. think it was a Bill O'Brien problem. I, I'm not, I'm not saying 100 percent yet. But I think it's going to get to a point where we can probably get this man off the hook for being a, a, a terrible GM. If I was a bad GM, but I don't think this was 100% on him, knowing what I see now that I Deshaun watched, Watson wants to get up out of there. I watched that hard knocks. I watched that hard knocks. Right, exactly. I watched that hard knocks. Bill Bryan's a piece of shit. I think he was the problem. I'll never get him off the hook for that. Fuck him. A frumpy piece of shit. Anyway. You know what? You know what? I'm going to be I don't disagree but I think there's more to the story that we don't know yet. Right. I think there's yeah, serious the organization is racist as shit. That's probably yeah. what the real story. And, is. I, and, then, and then and then for and then for you know um what's it, Andre Johnson to come out to say something about it? That's yeah. what really made me sit back and think like, wait a minute, yeah, Bill O'Brien was probably a part of the problem, but the the bigger overall problem is is that organization. You gotta understand. I ain't going to get too far into this, but even with the whole situation with Nealon or whatever, the Texans owner was adamant about it at first. I mean, he 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 did not want to have no problems with he didn't want he did not want to touch that at all. He felt like everybody should stand and all this other stuff. So it was already a it was I I think it's a like you said DJ. I think it's more of an organization. I don't think everything falls on Bill Bryant. Bill O'Brien, well, I just said that. Well, back, back to Urban Meyer. He's going to have to he's going to have to really Remember that these guys are pros. You're gonna well, have to What's the name? What's the name had to learn? Well, Steve Spurrier had to learn when he was in Washington. Yeah. You're gonna have to coach them like pros, okay? And you're gonna have to treat them like professional athletes. And the and the other thing that makes this even more dangerous for him is the fact that he's walking into a team that has the first overall pick. The very first year he's walking into that draft, so his foot. So yeah, and I was saying his, his footprint years. is already his footprint is going to be immediately seen 
out in the open the very You're first literally pick. drafting the next five years of this franchise can be either huge upside or down the fucking drain. Um, what I'm about to say, uh, it, it, speaking on, on, on another sport with another coach that has a lot of success, there's a reason why John Calipari would not leave Kentucky. Oh, of course. I'll just leave it at It's a reason why he would not go to the NBA for this you, reason right here alone. He goes to the NBA. He goes to the NBA with this attitude. I mean, you're looking at a 13 and 69 team or something. See what happened like with John Beeline on the, on the Cavaliers? Right. Right. I mean, in the NBA, honestly, is worse than NFL when you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's worse. I was like, don't get me wrong. These guys probably can coach basketball itself, but it's a different animal when you're coaching college kids and professional players. Totally different. And Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, and this is, you know, I, I hate to get on Belichick because he's really not relevant to this conversation, but he is for what I'm about to bring up. Jimmy Johnson understood that you cannot treat all players the same. You can treat all players fairly, but you're not going to treat all players the same. You can treat a Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman the same way you're going to treat, you know, some fucking third stringer. You're just not. That's just, just how it is. You know, he, he, he said it. He said Emmett Smith falls asleep in a film session, and I tell him, wake up, Emmett, the fuck are you doing? Third stringer falls asleep in a film session. I'm cutting his ass. Right. Yep. So that, but Bill Belichick doesn't get that either. Well, everybody's the same. I'm running like a military. No, you're a dipshit. That's why I didn't call your quarterback in the offseason. And y'all went seven and nine this year because you fucking suck as a coach. But anyway, um, they went yeah. seven and nine. I thought they did worse. I think they went seven and nine. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, it was seven and nine. I believe. Fuck um. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens to Urban Meyer. I would assume they'll take Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, no, nah, they, they're, they're, they're. I wouldn't be surprised they, they take Justin Fields. They, be just that, because of Ohio I State. Would be, I think that would be. I, I, I don't. I don't think it'd be a good move. I don't. I don't think it'd be a good move. But I would not be surprised. That'd be a colossal mistake, bro. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. But uh, I I just would not be just because of the Ohio State connection. I would not be surprised. I think they should take Who's Trevor Lawrence. Two? Who's number two? Um, Jets? the Jets are number two. They're not taking the quarterback. Man, that'd be crazy. Oh, I, nah, I just, nah, nah. Who I think I think who I think they should take. I think they need to take that receiver out of Alabama. I think they need to take him number two. Damn that! You need to take that receiver out of Alabama. You need to give Sam Donald some help. That that receiver will help him big time. But um, we'll no, talk about the draft. But, but the thing is, though, the reason why I say that is, it it it's got to suck to draft without a coach because I mean, if you don't have a coach, then you're gonna have a situation like Jay Gruden RG three. You're gonna have a situation like Hugh Jackson and Baker Mayfield. You're gonna have a situation like you know the, the guy comes in and be enemy. You know, let's say they get be enemy. I mean, he's going to want to get the quarterback that he really wants in that position. He's not going to want to deal with a quarterback that they drafted that he might not necessarily think fits into. I, I, I will say this. If, if B, and once again, if B enemy, what, what you said about B enemy again? Because if B enemy ends up a coach, I say if they go to the Jets, mm-hmm. I'll say it like this. If B enemy comes, becomes a coach of a team and he wants, uh, and they need a quarterback, B enemy's going to take Justin Fields. State of franchise. Because, I don't agree the, that it's unnecessary to take a quarterback. I completely disagree with that. 
Um, because the reason why I say that because Justin Fields can move around and he can throw. He'll do exactly what Pat Mahomes can do. I don't think he'd be the caliber of Pat Mahomes, but he has the tools to do what Pat Mahomes can do. So I think that the enemy will take Justin Fields. Um, I wonder if he asked the difference between the two. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a little. Um, he he's he's not as athletic as Justin Fields. He's he's a far better thrower of the ball. Fields is a he's pretty a, good thrower of the ball, but Trevor Lawrence is like once in generation talent. I'll I put it like this. Trevor Lawrence is, is more uh, of – I'm trying to think quarterback in the league right now that would be more of – because, see, Trevor Lawrence can move. He can he can run a little bit. So he's a little bit – he's a little like, mobile, but he has a better Trevor, arm than Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence huh? is like Aaron Rodgers. Him and Burrow are the same. They're like Aaron Rodgers. They got out of I, 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 I won't I won't say I won't say Aaron Rodgers yet, but he's he's a lot like Joe Burrow. I can I can I'll take that comparison. Well Burrow's like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, in the way they play. That's the way they play. They I was thinking him. more like a like a like a quarterback from the past, like a Jake Plummer. Oh hell. Damn, that's a real good comparison. No, what? Him no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. He's right. He's right. Don't let no hold on. Wait a minute. 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 Stop right there. Don't let it fool you now. Jake Plummer was just a he was just a good quarterback on some bad teams. He's as far that motherfucker's garbage. No, as far as the skill, as far as the skill, uh, as far as the skill set, seriously. As far as the skill set, I think DJ is on point with that. Jake Plummer skill set was it's very reminiscent of what these court of, of um no 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 I'm not saying that you're wrong but I'm saying I think it's it's more of a I think it's more of a one to one with with Jake Plummer because Jake Plummer has the prototype they have almost like the same type of body build and they they kind of look similar but Jake Jake the problem with Jake Plummer Jake Plummer was just on some bad he never was yeah. able to grow because he was on bad teams. Cardinals for all those for most yeah, he, he, I mean he was not he was he was not a bad quarterback. He just was a product of just never getting real help. He, was, he, always, he didn't play Jake too Plummer long. was a head case. No he wasn't. No he wasn't. No he wasn't. Do you he see him on the front? Not... Jake Plummer was a head case. No, oh, come on man. Why you do that man like that? Because I saw him play, he's a goddamn head. He's a head case on the field. That's all I know. No, Jay Plummer's a man. Guy. I, I'll tell you one thing: he's escape artist. If anything, and a wait a minute, why? Why, why can I get this a, ad off of here? Because I Jake love Plummer, SoundCloud, but Jake I don't Plummer, love it this much. Jake Plummer was a was an interception artist. That's what he was. Oh, one yeah, one sixty one and one sixty one. But I'm saying, but we're talking. We're not talking about stats here. We're talking about talking characteristics about and traits. Yeah, that's all I'm talking. That's all I'm talking about. I don't care how he could have thrown like 500. I'm talking about how we played. I'm talking about how we played. He was a goddamn head case. Y'all disagree with that? No, yeah, yeah, we definitely disagree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all all seriousness, Plummer was not that bad. The basket case. When it's whatever. No, he's a basket case. I, I I'm I'm with you, DJ. His skill set is very reminiscent of of what um Trevor Lawrence is because he's not fast, but he's mobile. They both have pretty good arms. Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence is probably a bit more. I mean, he's probably way more accurate than him, but their skill set is very very similar. And they both and they both rocked weak ass mustaches. So it's just are we, one of those. Are we looking at, 
are we are we looking at Jay Plummer's style style? Yeah, line look at him. Look at James Winston style line. <laughs> yeah, I know it's almost the same, right? Makes <laughs> it is. He's a head case. So, <laughs> but the thing is, and 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 we all know why they get on Jameis Winston, but they didn't get on uh Jake Plummer Fab in the same amount of stats. We all know why that was the case. Yeah, though. because he was Gardner Minshew before Gardner Minshew. He's a doofus that people liked. Yeah, but, but, but again, we're talking about how. No, we're not. Now, now, Jameis Winston kind of dug his own grave. Dude was a problem in college, and he can't. He couldn't see. So with, with Jameis Winston, and his problems was more like he was just uh, he was just a problem. Winston could throw better touch. He threw more touchdown passes when he was blind than Kirk Cousins did that one year. I'm like, Kirk Cousins finally eclipsed, what, 34 touchdown passes? Um, what do you do? Uh, uh, state, of sports, uh, state of franchise sports, we're not going to do that. He had a 1,000-yard rusher. He had a genius as a head coach as far as setting up the run game. He had Rod Smith, who was an all-pro, and he had Ashley Lee, who was an all-pro that year, too. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about he had better weapons in Tampa Bay. No, he didn't. We're not doing that today. We're not doing okay, it. Don't make you feel that, man. Okay. No, 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 let's talk about the NFC. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Let's talk about the NFC, man. No, no, complimentary sports. No, man. No, 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 no disrespect to Rich Gannon because Rich Gannon was, he was, he was, he was pretty good, but no, Trevor Lawrence has a better skill set. He got sat on by fat boy, Tony Zaragoza. You could measure, you could measure Rich Gannon's shuttle run with a sundial. Yeah, no, no, no. Rich Gannon was all right, but Trevor Lawrence is way his skill set is way better. Um, the LA Wave versus Green Bay. What what what, what we got going on here? The LA New Wave. Um, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers as well. I don't. I, I think the Packers defense has improved to the point where I'm not sure the Rams run the ball this week as good as they did last week. I I don't know. I, I'm actually gonna. I may go with the with the New Wave on this one. Are we making because a first I, I feel like. I mean, we might not. We might as keep going. We done started. Well, I didn't take him down, so I don't really know. I, I thought we were just like discussing. I mean, it's, it's, it's oh, not yeah, many teams yeah, to pick from. Yeah. We we kind of know who we picking, so. Man, nah, yeah, we kind of know. But but I, I'm taking I, I'm a, a new wave on this one. I, I think the Packers going to beat them. I think it's going. It, they have the potential to be close, but I think the Packers probably run away the with this after the third quarter. Big. Into a blowout, I think. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close for a second, then then um you know uh Aaron Rodgers catch fire, and then it end up being like a 35-17 type game. And it it'll be like 17 to 17 to like the middle of the third quarter, and then then it's a wrap. Yeah, I, I can see 35-17, 38-17, 38 it, it'll be close for a minute, and then the Packers figure it out. Only thing that's going to be interesting, if they can't establish that run against the Rams' front, they might have an issue. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that could be a problem. Playing? I didn't think about that. You're right. That could be a problem. Is Donald going to be playing? Because he's he had, he, he's got broken ribs. I, I, I would think he would be. And that is pretty much that, and Ramsey playing in the cold is going to be a factor. Let me look. Because, let me look at. Let me see. Uh, does not like playing. Donald's Donald's good to go with us. Yeah, that was saying. He says. Yeah, he says playing until he gets hit in the ribs. Well, he's on defense. I mean, no, you did. Then that lineman gonna be like, they're gonna jab right up. Where is 
No, I do. I don't. I don't. I, I think the main thing is if he goes for a tackle on a running back and the running back hits him with the shoulder pad or something. I think that was. I don't think a lineman. I mean, it's it's possible that it will, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think their strategy X's nose Y is going to affect him way more than somebody taking a cheap shot at him. It's not even a cheap shot. It's part of the whole blocking process. I just see it as a hard jab while the guy's blocking. I I think it's more. I think it's going to be more their strategy. I don't think. I'm like the good sign. The good sign was when it when. When he initially got hurt, that his teammate tested him out. He didn't flinch, so he. he yeah, because the man has made it. He made it that shit that I they use for Jack. He, yeah, because he, he's made it that shit that they use for Jack's arms. It's like the dude's like, it'll be it's fucking Iron Man, bro. He's fine. I'm not worried about him. No, I think he'd be fine, but I think the Packers gonna pull away and win this one. I, I think, I think, I think they'll pull away after the second half. Um, it. I, I'll be highly surprised if they go in Lambo and beat them. I mean, I think what the last team that did that was like the Giants or something. Mm-hmm. Giants went in a Lambo and beat Green Bay oh, the in the playoffs. You know, the, 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 the fucking refs couldn't agree with a goddamn catch. You know what? And it's funny because I've been saying this, not been a catch, but now that I think about it, it's just like he still came down with it even when it popped up. So. Yeah. Today, since they changed, since they changed the rules now, I think with the new rules that they changed what two years ago or a year ago, it would have been a catch today because they they realized that catch not a catch was starting to get really stupid. But you know what? It, it's like even thinking like yes, I'm thinking about it in hindsight, and I've been back and forth with it. But even thinking within that time, I'm like I thought it wasn't a catch because I, I definitely did not like. I, everyone knows I don't like Dallas. You know they yeah, can catch yeah, my yeah. ass, go to hell. And yeah, you're the, you're the you're the football but, team fan, but yeah, the the team that swept their ass. And right. <laughs> but, um, but I look at it like this. That that one, I'm like thinking about it with those rules back then, that should have been a catch only because he secured it on the when it came back down, like it popped up, and it's just like he came he came down with it and he wasn't out of bounds, so. This is this is this is my thing. He caught the ball. He took three steps and hit the ground. I I don't know what else to say after that. More importantly, they caught. They talk about a football move. How is diving for the fucking goal line <laughs> not a football move? Because that's what. And he not did. only and, and not only that, not only that, they say the ground can't cause a fumble, so the ground should not be able to 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 cause an incomplete pass. Exactly. Right. I mean, obviously, like if if his hand and his arm hit the ground at the same time and he didn't take those steps, I get it. I get it if he like just if he just fell and it fell. I mean, he fell to the ground and it just hit the ground and the ball came. But he clearly had the ball, took three steps, then tried to dive. So that that was the best best playoff game Tony Romo ever played in his career. And let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, the fact that even though the ball popped out, he still came down with it. In the end zone, yeah. After right. all that, so it's right. just like he literally did complete the play. Yep. So, right, so let's talk about these uh, uh Tampa Bay, Bay, Tampa Bay Pirates against the New England Catholics. Uh, the, the New like England, you mean New Orleans Catholics? You, you mean? That yeah, that's what I meant to say. Did I say that wrong? The Tampa yeah. team that likes to hold on every play and, oh, that, we're and not not have the refs call we're, for it. We're, yeah, because, yeah, you we're, know, they like to say Chase Young disappear, but, not. you know, when you get held, we go. you know, if somebody get grabbed by the face mask and getting held yeah. and not able to touch Brady, yeah, it, it definitely played a factor we, in that game. We 
<laughs> the geriatric bowl right here between Tampa and New Orleans. Um, I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm, taking uh, I'm literally taking the Bucks. I, I think that, I think the Saints gonna find a way to to screw themselves over again. Well, if if uh, Tampa's able to hold like they were doing last week, I think Tampa's gonna win this one. Complimentary sports said the same thing to Tampa holes on every play. Hey man, where Chris Thomas at, man? Chris Thomas got to defend his team. (laughs) Like how many hooks were were shown? I'm like, you got a back judge for a reason. What is he looking at Tom Brady's ass while this is going on? I'm like, hey man, what's up with these idiot windows, man? What are we doing here? What else were they looking at? They weren't looking at porn. (laughs) What's up with all this sexual innuendo, bro? You talking about asses? Because they in love with Tom Brady and the referees, they followed him from New England. Came yeah. Bill, 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 what is going on? Bills, what is Bills, what is going on? Hold up and hold up, hold up. The only hold that they called in that game was against us, and it wasn't even a hold. So what was really going on? What what we got going on here, Bills? DJ, you done with your sour grapes about last week, or or you want to continue your your sour grapes? I was going to pick Tampa to win the game, but I'm just saying. Um, fuck New Orleans. Um, he said the game. He said the game. The game is rigged. Okay, all right. So, so if 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 the game was rigged last week, then the game where they only scored three points against New Orleans should have been rigged. Exactly. So, no, I mean, I, what are you talking about? Hey, you if you want to say that the whole thing was ridiculous, you can't go with your agenda that the game was rigged. Then, but when no. Tom Brady throws a pick across his fucking body in the coverage, which he never would do, that game's not rigged. It's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just saying, when someone's getting hooked and it doesn't oh get called God. for one team, that oh and God. you know somebody gets grabbed by the face mask, yeah, that, that something was going on. All right. Um. Uh. Today, thank you, OG. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Greatest of all time. Um. Anyway. I'm taking the Bucks. Why? Because I never picked the Saints. Because fuck them. Uh, state of franchise sports. I'm sorry, but sports are rigged. You can say that if you want to, but it's true. Um, just not to the extent that they're making it out to be, or for the teams that they claim they are. Um, yeah, get the get the Saints to fuck out of here, and that's it. I, I have no. I'm, I'm not even going to give any analytical breakdown. You know who I'm cheering for. You know who I'm pulling for. You know who I hope is going to win. Fuck the Saints and fuck their fans and fuck their history. Fuck their bitch ass bigoted quarterback. Hey, the uh, way the way the way that you talk, you make it sound like you're a Falcons fan, bro. Because we don't like the Saints might, at all. This is the same well talk be. that I have against Cowboys fans. Exactly, so I, I'm okay. with them on this one. Okay. Like I said, hey, Miles, Tampa, fan what, Tampa's, like. what Tampa's gonna do is they're gonna hold the lead. Oh, and win this game. Shout, shout out to J Miles, man. Wherever he is, man. That, that, you're right, man. He's like the, him and Chops are like the only two Saints fans that I like, man. Shout out to those guys. But no, nah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers on this one as well. I don't think the, uh, I mean, they, the Saints did beat them two times already. Thinking both. But, um, aren't you a Jets fan? That's an L already. Why, why, why do you care what happened after week two? Oh, week one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just say I, I think yeah, I, I think um, like I said, the Saints beat them twice already. I don't think they'll beat them three times in a row. I think I, I, I'm taking the Buccaneers on this. I think the Buccaneers. I, well, can, here's yeah. the other thing. Uh, he AB didn't play that second game, right? 
against the Saints? I don't think so. I don't think so. So he didn't play in the first game either, did he? Well, obviously, yeah, he didn't play in the first game because that was week one. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't trust Todd Bowles, and I don't trust Bruce Arians. Um, I'm hoping the Bucks pull this oh, out. Oh, I have to oh, be when, when an offensive lineman is holding a top We're pass rusher. We're not going to make these holes. When, I'm, I'm just We're like, not going to do this. When holding the, the, the opposing every single quarterback game, who was DJ. on the street like three weeks oh, ago has a higher PFF rating than your goat. DJ, DJ. You know, damn DJ. well. DJ. He wouldn't have had those stats if, if – Holding if, is ignored if, every – no, no, no. John, 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 John Madden said no. this. Uh, I think it was on um, Madden 04. Madden, John Madden himself said, holding happens pretty much on every, every play. It's just up to the, the it's up to the refs to see it. Why are you fussing with us? I'm just telling you what John Madden said. I'm no. telling you what I'm <laughs> DJ, DJ was the same guy that DJ was the same guy on, on his episode of What the Fuck Just Happened to say, you know, I'm good with the laws and we overachieved this year. Now here he goes, grievances. Nobody got robbed. I can air my grievances and say we overachieved this year. Take your six pack. I will say this. I will say I will say this though. Front running quarterback. I will say this though. Um, what was it? Since you like to travel with one person instead of. I will. I will say this though. Go ahead. I will say this. Yeah. I will say this though. The the player of the playoffs right now, regardless what happens, as of right now. The player of the playoffs is tell what's that that quarterback named Taylor Heineken? Uh, Heineken. Heineken. I I like that kid. That kid played his ass off. I I give him credit. He he played like he played like what you would like to see every sports player play like. You want them to leave it out on the field, play with some heart, play with some passion, and give it give it one hundred and ten percent. What I saw him do. It was really refreshing to see because you know you got your you know you got your superstars that's automatic. They're going to put up numbers. They're going to do this and that. You can literally tell this kid was actually playing the sport, and that was refreshing to see. Because like I said, you don't see too much of that. You may see it every now and then in college, but you don't see too much of that type of passion and playing in in, in professional sports anymore. I mean, that's over mm-hmm. any of the you know, any of the any of the three major sports. You don't see that, and that was good to see. And you know the sad part about you know the after effect of that game, the, his performance. Even though we lost that game because you know players were being held and All calls right, weren't man. being made. There we go. But um, there we go. The fact that. For a kid to perform so well, and then all of a sudden, here come the weirdos out of nowhere. Oh, he's a Trump supporter! Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know He's a Trump supporter. I definitely don't no, actually, anymore. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not a Trump supporter. See, I will say this: he's even a conservative, if, but he's not a Trump. Supporter. Even, even if yeah, this is like, my thing. He, 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 this is my thing. Even if he is, if he plays like that. Honestly, I wouldn't give a damn as long as he plays like that. OG, OG. exactly, exactly. Four hundred yards in the air because DJ people were holding, DJ. so he was he wasn't even DJ. touched because they were hooking. Hey, DJ, I have a question. Like outright hooks on, on short passes. DJ, I have a question. What's that? Was every lineman getting held on every play, 
Or was it one lineman per play? It was obvious holding. You didn't answer the question. A lineman, no, I'm, I'm answering your question. Go ahead. Because there was holding, obvious mm-hmm. holding that should have been called mm-hmm. on at least 60% of those plays. On every lineman, on every play. At the on same time. the left tackle, uh-huh. on the right guard. Okay. See, you're trying to say that so, it was a whole so, lineman. So I'm saying on specific so, players. Okay, especially so you the have people three that other guys lined on up line. on Chase Young you have three and Deron Payne. Because you saw what line. happened when they didn't hold. Deron Payne got through and Brady had the Complimentary. Complimentary. Here's my thing, bro. And DJ will tell you this. All seriousness. If you're going to talk about rigging, nobody has to point it out to me. I'm the last person. Um, just I'm the last person. Brady a lot. Just, just saying, they protect him. The rest protect him. Yeah, like them. they do Aaron Rodgers. No, they, they don't protect Aaron oh, Rodgers. Like they do Brady. Oh, Come on, stop. I'm around a bunch oh, of Baltimore Ravens stop. fans that had to deal with this when Tom was playing in New England. But that's the not rigging. protection that he but got. That, but that's what? not rigging. That's just favorite. New England from- was involved in. The Bro. second Go egregious form of cheating in sports next to the Houston Astros. Yeah, but what, is, <laughs> but, but what does that have to do with rigging, though? That's cheating. Look at OG put. I mean, well, yeah. Well, yeah, if it's I off mean, the line and held people, oh, he, he would have still been playing, too. It's such a Jeez. weak excuse to and talk about And then, even stepping in Okay, so if Tampa Bay Tampa Bay's so offensive linemen don't hold, if they even touch Brady, would have been a ref in the passer. Oh yeah, now, so, now we're gonna do. Now we're gonna do the fucking two levels. Now, of, now uh, we're gonna do. Now we're gonna here. do the hypothetical. Well, if he would have touched him, oh stop, bro. Take your L. It's all right. Come back next season, better, faster, and stronger, and we'll see what y'all do. All I know. Okay, quick. All right. With, with, with that being said, I do have a question though, dude. DJ, what are y'all gonna do with this quarterback situation? Are y'all gonna give the um Heineken or Heineke? It's gonna, be, it's gonna be an open competition. Ron Rivera already admitted that he made a mistake earlier in, in the year and not making it an open. All right, now I think I think I think that's fair. I don't think you make him a starter off of this game. I don't think so either. No. That, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think if anything, he elevates Bring himself to at least a yeah, yeah, I, I give Bring that. Now, I definitely would say that. I think he he does deserve the right to at least be a backup somewhere. Now, I'm not just saying with Washington, but somewhere. Somebody should give this kid a look and say, hey, if things go wrong with your starter, I think this kid will give you a chance to win a game. I don't know how many, but at least yeah. a game. Because oh. if he plays like that, I, I think I think you're going to be in pretty good hands if your quarterback goes down. State of franchise sports. I got to address this comment. Because oh, see, boy, I, we, we don't go. talk comment. about we don't, we don't talk about rigging that much on here because. Oh, you're talking about the Tom Donahue? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, that look. guy. So, so, <laughs> he told you he wasn't good at it. <laughs> so, 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 so here's the thing, right? Here's why you know Tim Donaghy was great at rigging the game. Did you know who Tim Donaghy was before he came out and said that he rigged the games? If your answer is no, that means he was great at rigging the games. Because you couldn't see through them, and that is the art of rigging. That's why when I point it out, nobody believes me. And then guess what happens? It comes mm-hmm. out that they were rigging games and that they investigated them, all the games that what I talked heck? about. So that's what I'm saying. Tim Donaghy was great at rigging games because you didn't know who he was until he came out and said, yes, I rigged the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, 
he told you how he did it. He told you how the refs did it. So that's my thing. It's like when you see this holding not being called, that's not rigging. That's just bad officiating. And see, and that's what I'm harping on. I'm I don't believe it was rigged that game. The rigging. I, I think it was just bad officiating. Yeah, the, like, the rigging. Horrible officiating. The rigging. He said the old one, the old one Western Conference Finals. Uh-oh. No, it wasn't. They got wasn't that, that, that's, that, that is that the one? Is that the you one? The Diddy was bleeding. Western. Oh yes, we got to find. He must be the old two. Knock his ass out. Finals. I will say. I will say this. That's the one when Bibby was bleeding, right? When they didn't call a foul or something. Oh, yeah, you knocked him out. Yeah. Nah, I, I'm not going to say it was rigged, but something was going on in that in that final. I mean, there was something going on in that series. Something was going on because that, that Kings team was built to beat that Lakers team, and they did everything right, and they came up. Something wasn't right in 0-2. Something 90%, was not right. I will say that. 90% of sports fans wouldn't know rigging if it happened right in front of their face, and a lot of times it does but they don't want to believe it because either their favorite team is winning or they just don't want to believe it because they're such a sports fan. Rigging right. happens a lot more than you would think, and it's obvious when it happens to people who know what rigging is. And, and all, the other thing is there's a difference between rigging and fixed. That's another thing people got to stop saying this was fixed versus this is rigged. Rigged is two different things. Uh, rigged and fixed are two different things. But we're not going to get into this rabbit hole. Talk yeah, I'm shit. not because I, I got another topic I wanted to talk get into before we go. Um, yeah, basically, uh, I know a lot of people here, we talk about sports. We also talk about gaming as well. And uh, I want to know, like, people in the comment section, you know, asking, um, honestly, like, a lot of people look at this as a hobby or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's, it's a great hobby to have. But really, do y'all think gaming is important? And if so, how important? Um, and I'm not going to get back into the spill I did earlier today, but... I, like I said, I took myself offline for about, you know, 72 hours. I'm, I'm probably going to continue to, like, stay away for a while because I mean, with a lot of stuff going on on social media. But I will say that with gaming, it helped a lot throughout the times when I got off work and I didn't want to do anything. And, and I think about all the other times when I was in college or when I was in high school and, you know, things just wasn't going right with, you know, things that I things I was dealing with. You know, gaming could be a really good escape outside of, you know, um, the norm. And for me, it's uh, I think it's very important. You know, it's one of the reasons why I collect games. You're not only just playing the games. Like, sometimes I like to take a game off the shelf. And, you know, I, I may be weird when I say this. I like looking at the instruction manuals. I just read the stuff on it. Or sometimes I look at a certain game and I just go on the Internet and look at more uh information about the game and on youtube they have like a lot of retrospectives about certain games how they were made and what developer did this who left like i recently looked at the killer instinct uh, retrospective and there's a lot of stuff i did not know about that game and i'm a big fighting fighting game fan but there's a lot of stuff i didn't know what they implemented what they took out and all this other stuff and some things when i looked at mario retrospectives the things that they wanted to do with mario back in the day but they never put in um but outside of that just playing the games and i think this goes back to kind of linked to what we were talking about when we were talking about what's a gaming community. I think a lot of people play these games with um, ill intentions. And I'm not saying that is a, a bad thing because a lot of people, you know, they want something out of the games that they play. But I find the games very important because it's not only therapeutic, you can find your only way. You can find a way to create your own world and there's ways that you can... Uh, 
actually, you know, uh, be creative and learn new ideas from what you do. Hand-eye coordination, you can improve that. Um, in some cases, you can uh, improve your visuals if you're not frying your brain too close to the screen. But you can see things clearly based on you know, your, your eye muscles moving or whatever. So I, I think it's very important, to, you know, I think gaming is very important just for people who people who want to expand their mind and, and their uh, thought process and certain things. I think gaming gets a bad rap because they think that gaming just fries your brain and you, you, you're wasting your life away. But if you're gaming properly, I think it, it, it helps a big deal. Um, Bills, what do you think? Oh, that, hold on. Before you even say that, Jared, Jared says something that's very important that I didn't even touch, and this is very real. He said, gaming keeps me out of trouble and it's a getaway from the hustle of life. Keeping you out of trouble is very, very, very important because me growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in without gaming, you know, I could have been in serious trouble. But, you know, that's another story for another day. So uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead, Bills. I mean, let's be honest. Without gaming, we wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be That's here true. doing this podcast right now without gaming. We came together because of video games. Um, gaming is very important. I mean, you know, gaming brings people together. Gaming is a stress reliever. Gaming is, in this day and age, a financial source of income. Um, gaming is a way to up your hand-eye coordination. Um, gaming makes you think. It increases your your mental fortitude to get through challenges, even on something as simple as a game that may be challenging you. Um, gaming allows a lot of kids to live out their dreams of being athletes by playing it, you know, on a TV screen. Um, yes, yeah, it does. There's a lot of things, you know, that, that gaming does that, you know gives people an outlet from you know yeah the outside world and i think that's great i mean you know we could go on a you know we could go on a tangent about how many things you know gaming provides to, to folks yeah, yeah. I, I'll about to say cuz this topic could be in a, a complete episode by itself to be yeah, honest yeah i mean gaming gaming does so much like i said it, it's it's to some people everything um you know, at one point, gaming was what music is to me now, which mm -hmm. was, you know, something that I love to do, but something that I can do even if I'm not really in the mood to do it. Music is that thing now. Gaming was that thing when I was a kid. You know, it's just something that I automatically went to almost like on a clock, like it was on an alarm. You know, it was just that's just how it was. Uh you know, just like Doug Thomas said, gaming got me out of depression. It's it's like I said, it, it's it's it helps people cope with a lot of things and kind of, you know, suspends their their worries and whatever, you know, things they're going through in life. You know, gaming is their getaway, um, much like marijuana is to some people, much like, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, alcohol is to some people. That's 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 really what it is. I mean, yeah, gaming is everything to some people. What are your thoughts, DJ? Well, there's a lot that you both have said combined. Um, let me see. I'll take a, a first-hand approach on this one. Well, obviously, because we all game. But for me, it really was about 
playing with a new toy. <laughs> I'm like, you're talking about early 80s. I'm just running around the house. I had the He-Man toys and stuff like that. I had the little tent that used to, I used to play with. But it's like the first electronic digital thing that I get my hands on. And all of a sudden, I'm playing games like Pole Position. I'm playing, like So I'm getting into racing. It's like it's an attention getter when I'm a baby. But it led to you know playing platformers like Super Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo. Nintendo and then you know just being challenged to beat games so for a while for Nintendo it was more or less can I complete this game so it advanced to life force and Contra and Dino Wars and wow you said you said life force my god I don't think nobody even know about life force I mean that's yeah Gradius Um, yeah and it it was like okay it became a competition for me. It was like, how many games can I beat? Like, you know, these gamers now, they talk about, oh, how many games did you beat this? I literally, I think it, playing Nintendo, I literally beat almost 100 games in one year. So I know the games, the way they are now, people are like, oh, I beat like 20-something games. I'm like, no, I in one year, I beat 100 games. You know, because I had all that time as a kid, but it was just like, and then the games became like, then you start seeing the, the sports games. Like, I wasn't, I didn't really play a lot of football games early on. It was more or less, okay, when I got to like Nintendo, the late stages of Nintendo, that. playing NFL mm-hmm. football, playing that. Madden, uh, eventually playing Madden I by the 90s, that. and then playing all the games that I was already playing the sports of. So it was kind of like a skill builder. Like that, like those and VF I've already mentioned, hand-eye coordination. I remember my father used to get mad because I'd be playing games all the time. He was like, "You playing games too much." I I told him to this day. He reminds me. It was like, "Yeah, whenever I would tell you to get up off the games, you would just respond with, well, it helps my hand-eye coordination.'" And it did exactly that. I'm like, it helped me be a better infielder playing baseball. Probably one of the biggest. Sports that you have to use hand-eye coordination with, especially defensively as a shortstop. That thing's coming at at you 100 miles per hour. You got to be quick. You got to be reactionary. You can't blink. So it definitely helped me there. And then it also helped me strategically. It developed my sports IQ, my um, the ability to recognize defenses as the games became more advanced. So you started to see you know, the type of defenses that you run into, the type of uh, situations that, you know, you look at what Michael Jordan would talk about. I was always thinking six steps ahead in how I would score. Well, in a video game, you can, well, fast forward to today's games, you can actually do that now. You have to think six steps ahead. You have to visualize how, like, okay, the game winner that I posted um, today on Twitter. That's exactly what I was thinking. When I got the ball with Bradley Beal, my whole thought process was, okay, Westbrook is already being denied the ball. Can't go to him. I got the ball with Beal's hands. I've been guarded by Paul George the whole entire night. It's been tough, but if I can get a step on him, I can make this play. So just advanced uh, strategy thinking and visualization 
being used here. And once I got to step on him, I was able to complete the game winning shot. Uh, another thing, uh, being a part of a community, and obviously that's later on in gaming because it wasn't really a gaming community when we started out. So I know I'm like rattling off a whole lot, but um, this gaming community really is the last part of it because being the fact that now we're, we have the internet, we have social media, we have different platforms developing since like 2006 and stuff like that. Now you have people that become lifelong friends uh, through gaming. You know, they start off as online rivals, cursing each other out, calling each other, whatever, you know, MF this, you can't shoot shit, blah, 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 I'm gonna kill you. Like most stuff that, you know, people, if they are the third person in the room would be like, didn't he just threaten your life? No, it's a video game. People threaten each other's lives all the, every day, B. But, uh, but then you become lifelong friends or eventually you become lifelong friends and then you eventually start doing podcasts with two of the people you game with the most. So, I, I mean, you would hope that you that life in, in general winds up like a situation with gaming you being able to, you know, have all these things just intertwined with wh- how your life winds up going, whether it's to your job, whether it's, you know, at home with the family and stuff like that. It's like a centerpiece to, like, bring everybody together. Chris Thomas said you can make money by gaming. Also, they consider gaming a, a sport and try to make esports an Olympic event. And certain colleges start to recruit games for sport college esports. Yeah, Georgia Southern's doing that. Georgia Southern has a, a esport where they do Call of Duty, and I think they have another game they do as well. So he's exactly right. Complimentary Sports said, and this is beautiful. I love this. He said, I remember a guy in the wheelchair that played NFL 2K5, created a quarterback, and said that was me. I created him. I'm the QB. He was very into it. See, this is another thing. And I think uh, Dave Tenegal, I'm not, I'm just skipping over real quick. Dave Tenegal said, it's important because you get to use your imagination to be able to go over to friend's house and play with them. This is what I said about sports games in general. I said this. I think that the community, the, the sim gaming community, they're missing the aspect of that when it comes to playing games. Uh, when you use their imagination, you you create this world where it's an alternate universe where things happen. That could be as realistic as possible, but it's something that you created. It's something that it gives you something to look forward to because you don't know what storyline that you created where you could be in school, which I was when I used to play my franchise modes in NCAA 03, 04, or Madden 04. I used to have this thing in school, like what I'm going to do with this quarterback or this running back that's suspended on my team. When I get home from school, what I'm going to do to play that uh, against the next team. I used to have those things, but it was a different, it's, it's a different, storyline that you created within the game and this is what i was talking about earlier dj like a lot of people don't tap into those my leagues or those franchise mode where those mechanics are there but nobody touches them because a lot of us we've been guilty of this we are we are to an extent fixated on the actual gameplay mechanics but we don't see those type of things we don't go beyond to see those type of things in a my league or in a franchise mode or in a dynasty mode and i think it's one thing that's like really you know missing we don't talk about that as much and this is one reason why my twitch channel is set up the way it is 
just like he said, go over to a friend's house and play play them. Right. We don't have that. I mean, a lot of us don't have that the time or the you know uh, the location to do that. So I try to make my Twitch channel where it's like, even though we're online against each other, but we're watching. Um, I'm, you're watching me play a game or if I'm playing online with someone else like I was playing with you and uh, Spectacular Pool on Battlefield 4 the, uh, last week you know we're playing the game as if we are in you know in the same room or on the couch and we're playing together you know I think that's the closest thing that we have to do that and I think those things are the moments that we really miss everybody's competitive and it's okay to be competitive everybody's like at each other's throats when it comes to this online gaming but there's like an untapped you know aspect of this gaming that nobody really do anymore where the co-op or just you know just being a friendly competitive in a game and I mean I put an emphasis on friendly where it can be really uh enjoyable to play um Let's see. Doug Thomas says, well, I think back in the 80s when we had arcades, it was sort of a gaming community. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. You know, if you if you grew up in the 80s or early 90s, I mean, you go to the arcades at your local mall or if they're just a standalone arcade, that was the place to go on Fridays and Saturdays. I mean, you did, and it got to the point where I did not want to go on Sundays because I know it's going to spoil my Monday. So I, I didn't like to go. But I had a friend of mine who was the man, he's assistant manager of an arcade in uh, in the mall in Savannah, um, and uh, Mr. Ham, you would know the Oglethorpe Mall. He was the assistant manager at the at the um at the Tilt. It was called the the arcade was called Tilt T I L T Tilt, and all the time he used to put free play on all the games I want to play. He just put them on free play, so I never had to play pay to play on the arcades. I mean, it was a great time. I mean, anytime you worked, that's where I was when I didn't have to work. It it, it was great. So um. Uh, uh, that was awesome. Ms. Ham said, "Oh, go ahead." I'm about to say, I'm about to remember the name of uh, my arcade was called Champions. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Gaming was one of the best ways to make friends and gain identity of people when we were younger." I still remember some cats from elementary school because they beat Mike Tyson Punch Out. Yeah, that was a big deal back then. If you know how to beat Mike Tyson Punch Out, you was the man. It was you. You was almost like that guy who came to school with the Game Pro magazine. Man, I watched my uncle beat Mike Tyson's punch out. That was crazy. Remember yeah. where you can get like the whole family involved? I mean, at one point it was like a family thing. And that was Yes, it was. Big one. So yes, was. Aunt, and, and, you know, and, she is she is. She was playing Nintendo playing track and field and having fun with it. So Right. And and speaking of um my uncle, my uncle was he's he's the Sega guy. He used to love Sega Genesis and and I remember he used to play um NFL sports talk football. I think it was Joe Montana ninety three. He used to love that game. Cause I used to I like the one that came up before then. And, and I think I talked about that I, I did on the Sunday retro stream. But he yeah. used to like the one that the sports talk football one. He used to love that one. And I remember he literally sat there one day because he didn't have to work because he was a professor at Savannah State. And um, he didn't have to work, so he literally sat there one day and just went through an entire season. And I think he went fifteen and one, and he won the Super Bowl. He thought he did the greatest thing in the world. And you know me, I was a little bit younger, so I just sat there and watched play every single game. But he felt like he accomplished something so huge, and you know it's pretty cool because you don't see too many people do that anymore. You know that's one of the one of the memories I have of him because he used to love his Sega Genesis and. I think he thought that was the greatest console in the world, but you know that's one of the things. Mm-hmm. 
State of Franchise boys, uh, Sports says, me and my boys use the fantasy draft to create our own league and face one another in person. You know, stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, Complimentary Sports said, uh, yeah, GSU is being innovative. We'll get back to that. Um, he said, uh, we play GoldenEye in, in for hours in college. Literally, we are long, lifelong friends. Let me tell you. We didn't play Golden. We played GoldenEye. My cousin, uh, my other cousin, he, he was a Sega kid as well, but he loved the Nintendo 64. He liked GoldenEye until Halo came out. So he's a the GoldenEye. He's a Halo kid. He loves Halo now. But um, we play GoldenEye like like every day, all day. Not, I still have that game. I, I should do a retro stream of that. But the game I the game for me was um, it was two of them for Sega Dreamcast. Marvel vs. Capcom one with four players. Yes, you could play with four players. Where you can, um, you know, everybody pick a player. You can tag in and out. And NBA Showtime on NBC. All four players. And I remember because I had to do this. And I hated this because my friends were, were cheap. I had to buy all four controllers for the Dreamcast. And all four of us got to play. And we played um, uh, NBA Showtime. Played that like crazy. Uh, yep. Tilt was in the old. That's what we call it now. The old mall. Um, uh Ogathorpe Ball. Yep, he was the manager there. Uh, Complimentary Sport, Joe Montana 93 was awesome. It was a great game. And you know what? I don't have that game. I need to buy that game. I don't know why I don't have it. But he, um, that was that in RBI Baseball 4, which I have that game. He loved those two games on the Genesis. I remember him playing that. I remember him beating the Contra Hardcore, which I, I can't beat that game. That game's hard as shit. But um, he, he loved the Sega Genesis. And I tried, matter of fact, it was last year. Um, we went down there for Thanksgiving, and uh, not this past year, but the year before that. Um, not 2020, but 2019. And I asked, I asked him, "Can I have his Sega Genesis?" Because he didn't use it anymore. He's like, uh, basically, he said he gave it to his daughter, but he wants it back. I don't know if he ever got it back because he wanted to play some games on it. And I don't know if he ever got it back. I'm pretty sure he did. He probably got it back and played it a few more times before, you know, he really got sick or whatever. But he um he did not want to give up that Sega Genesis. He was kind of mad that he gave it to his daughter because I I think I got I think I got my cousin in trouble because I asked him about it and he was like, oh yeah, I need to get that back because she has it. But so I I guess he 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 got her he got his Sega Genesis back. But um no man it it. You know, like I said, gaming creates memories. And at the end of the day, that's all we have. I mean, you can have all these games. You have all this stuff or whatever. But um, it's uh, it, it, it's really at the end of the day, that's all we have is memories. You want to hold on to those memories as much. Like I said, like the memories you have all 204 episodes. You can go back and look at all the funny stuff that we did and all the times we had to get the playing. And it's, it's just a... An amazing thing for you guys to, to stick with this the entire time, Bills. I don't think we even got to you. I do apologize. I mean, what? How? What is gaming to you? How is it important to you? I think that was he. No, I, I, yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I, I was first. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that just goes to show you. I ramble so much, I forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just been listening to y'all. I mean, I remember like really the only time I played games with my dad was um was the first driver. And oh God! I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You'd start in the parking lot, and they do the little drive yeah. around the columns and shit. I remember that. And um, what else? Uh, I remember. I remember my cousins and me getting stuck on this level in the Lion King game on Sega. 
And that shit was amazing. A lot of people don't realize that those Disney games on the Genesis are phenomenal. They're really good. And they're tough yeah, at the yeah. same time. I yes. beat Lion King. I was just like... Yeah, I, I, I have Aladdin on the Genesis, and that game is, is tough. It's a great game, but it's tough. I like, remember... Oh, good. No, 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 you good. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, I, I also remember... Um, I remember me and my cousin playing Madden 04 and making a creating a team and a stadium and everything and picking from a pool of you know all the free agents so we're looking at all the 99 players and we just got these stacked ass teams we pick our stadium design our stadium and shit concession stands prices and everything and then play against each other i mean man i, I remember playing with the nfl europe teams on madden 03 or 04 man those teams yep. are terrible I mean, they're dope. You know, matter, matter of fact, I need to do a stream of that, looking at NFL Europe teams. I think that would be really cool, but those teams, them teams were not that good. I remember and, they were, and they were legit teams with the real rosters, too. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Uh, then, I mean, me and my cousins used to play NBA 2K3, and I remember the first time I ever touched sliders. I had no idea what they did. Right. Uh, one time we put all the shooting sliders up all the way, and I tell you, bro, the game was like 300 to like, Two hundred and eighty-four. <laughs> like we was making every shot. It was so weird, but like we were just kids. We were just doing stupid shit. Like that's all I remember. I mean, I mean yeah, it's it's those. It's like you said, man. Gaming is is memories, man. I mean, you know, like like when I think back to the childhood days, that's where all my fond memories of you know games. That, that's where that's where it comes from. You know, that's where all the yeah. I mean, it's not that it's not that I can't look back 10, 10 years from now and say, you know, I, I remember playing NBA 2K21 next year. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll have some memories, but, you know, it, all those memories really come from when I was younger, uh, you know, first experiences with certain games. And that's really that's really the key to gaming, man, is, the, is the memories looking back and remembering, you know, certain yeah. moments. Yeah, because I, I look at the, I would say, mid-90s to early 2000s as probably the best memories I've had from, from gaming because you're talking about being introduced to Resident Evil, uh, Siphon Filter, um, Unreal Tournament was a thing, uh, playing people online for the first time with uh, Dreamcast and... Yeah, I I mm. I still I still remember I still remember um <laughs> the first time I ever played a wrestling game. Oh, I'm trying first I played game. uh WWF Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, and I I had memories of that game too. But the first round walking away from the fucking fiery background and shit and uh-huh. right. Oh man. Yo, so, nah, the, first, the first it, wrestling game I played was the one on Super Nintendo. I think it was WWF Raw. Okay. I think I remember playing that one, and then I remember playing the arcade game, and then the N64 wow. games was just amazing. Those, those I, are the games. I got everybody beat on the, on the wrestling game. <clears throat> Pro wrestling on Nintendo. Jesus. Pretty yeah, much. I remember that. That was one of the old black box Nintendo games. I remember that. And the funny thing is, it's still going on. You know what franchise it is? It's Fire Pro, right? Yes, exactly. All right, I was it's Fire Pro. Yeah. Um, it, Dave Ten Eagle said, "What about the Tarzan game? I I never played I that game. I know of it. I never played it. I never played it either. I know WWE, WWE, WWF Warzone. Um, 
I remember I reversed a move and I'm trying to who I was using. Oh yeah, I was using Stone Cold Steve Austin. I reversed the move and and into the cutter, into the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> another crazy, another crazy thing about the sports games back in the day, man. Like like certain songs out here nowadays, and it'll make me think of that video game. I mean, you know, like. Like mm-hmm. Madden 04, this soundtrack was legendary. Madden uh, NCAA 06. Like, you just think back, like, you can feel the nostalgia feel when you listen to the songs. You can feel like you're right back there with the sticks in your hands, you know, during mm-hmm. winter yeah. break. I mean. Yeah, the Madden, NCAA 06 had a phenomenal they had a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, not only that, I mean, EA Sports did a very good job back then with their soundtrack. You can even go back to NBA Live. They had a really good soundtrack. O three had a good soundtrack. I mean, they had like personalized songs for their their um their games. Yeah. Like they'll have like um like Freeway the rapper will have his own personal song for the NBA Live series. Like I think Snoop Dogg and uh Chameleon Air. They all had their own personal songs. Just strict. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like how it is now. Like you would take like one of the um, hot songs off the radio and put it on the game. No, they would literally go in the studio and make a song for the game. It's like, it, you know, you don't see that anymore. It's pretty cool. I wish they would like, do that it, again. Even though they weren't really considered soundtracks, but like, you know, I playing the Double Dragon series, they had some nice um, bits that you yeah. were able to listen to as you played. I'm like, that's really where soundtracks you know, started like the footing is the bits while you were playing the stages. I know. How yeah. Like, playing. like, what is it? What, what, what game that was? I mean, which um level that was stage three and double dragon one. Uh, you mean the construction? No, 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 not not the construction was good too, but I'm talking about the jungle. The one after that, when you go in the jungle. Oh yeah. That one was a good one, but um, double dragon two uh, had a good one. It was before you got to the helicopter. Well, all right, okay, I remember that. Really good, and and I'm trying to figure out um, the final boss in Double Dragon. Oh, boss music! Boss when music. To, when you got to like the boss of the level, the music Su- was uh, uh, Su- Super C boss level boss music is is excellent. Yeah. Super and, C. And- um, what's another one that was a uh, stage six on Contra One is a good one. Right. I mean, I I mean, I could go on and on when it comes to like 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 chip tunes and stuff like that it's like those mm-hmm. stuff, that stuff is great like i have them all downloaded on my phone yeah i think I uh, what's his name like state of franchise sports say he had the soundtracks on his ipod you still use an ipod but you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but no mr ham man 2000 ludicrous he had his own song just strictly based on the game it's like it's not a song that you'll find on any of his albums it was just like they would like make songs for the game, and the only way you get that song, you either ripped it from the game itself, or sometimes these games come with a um with a disc or something that uh, like like I think Live 03 came with the disc that they had all the songs that was just exclusive songs for that game. It's like that that's like really cool. NBA like they don't Live do that anymore, had... and they need to do that again. That'd be great. NBA Live had a bunch of uh, intros. And and music that went along with it that was like a mix between hip hop and jazz for right. a while. Like when Live was in that mode, of yeah. Live O three is like that. Live O three literally have a disc that has the soundtrack. I, I don't I know. Have that disc. Let me see I if I can look it. it up. I'm gonna I look it up it. so I can put it on the screen. 
Yeah, cause I cause um I think somebody else was talking about it. Uh, let's see, live O three soundtrack. There it is, right here. Let me see if they can see if I can find see if they have the disc to it. The only live I never owned. Mm. Cause I got two K three that year. Right. I'm trying, I'm trying to wow, yo, bro, they got it in a. Is that the one with you, Jason Kidd? Yeah, but no, nah, bro, you can you can get you can buy this on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me put this, let me put this on the screen so y'all can see. This. I know, I know, there was another song uh, for Madden. I think it was on Madden 04. It was called "Go." Will I am? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I was a good All right, let me, let me put this up and see. This is not the vinyl, but this is the disc. You can buy this disc right here. And all of these songs are... This is the Live 03 one. All these songs are exclusive to NBA Live 03. These songs by Fabulous, Snoop Dogg, Joe Budden, Just Blaze. These songs are not on like any albums or anything like that. These are like strictly uh, exclusive to the album, to the mm-hmm. disc. And that's what they. I don't know why they haven't done that anymore. I just don't know, because especially with the way music, especially the way music is now, they can like literally like make a a soundtrack for Madden twenty twenty two or a soundtrack for NBA two K instead of just finding the songs that are hot at time. I it it just gives the and it will give the game more of its own identity. Now, be honest with you, you probably get more people to buy the game just because that music in some cases. You know, yeah, because remember, see, and that was that kind of goes in. This is a sidebar. This is kind of when like Madden had the NFL films music and how they had the original music and then they had the remix version of it, right? And some of the remix versions were pretty tough. Wasn't that in them? It wasn't like on the PS2 Madden's where they did a remix and somebody was rapping over it. And matter of fact, I think it's in Madden 08. I'm not really sure because they used the NFL Films orchestra music and somebody was rapping over it. I I don't know if it's in Madden 08 or it's in one of those Madden's. I I, I think I know. Hmm. I don't know. Those are pretty tough. The remix ones were pretty tough because they would speed it up a little bit. Yeah, they would speed it. Exactly. I don't know. Anything else y'all got? Hey, we're past the two-hour mark. If anything y'all want to cover real quick, we're good, but I don't, um, I, I don't have anything. There's the COVID running rapid in, uh, rampant in the uh, NBA that, you know, that's causing a bunch of cancellations. I know my Wizards are dealing with the outbreak in a way, so they've had to cancel a couple of games. And the NBA is actually thinking about, well, right now they're trying to institute tougher uh, protocols, but in some of the players are actually complaining about some of the protocols that are being in place, and people are thinking that they should uh, pause the season or cancel it all together. So I, it's know. just crazy right now. Well, I know cancellation is not going to happen, but the fact that I, you know, my thing is a lot of like, yeah, we knew they weren't going to be in a bubble, but a lot of the little things that they did in the bubble did not doing anymore um when they when teams play each other because remember for the bubble it was a little bit where they weren't meeting each other uh before the game or after the game exchanging church jersey and stuff like that it seemed like we watch an nba game minus the crowd everything is like normal players after the like before they're like close they're playing with it they're like swapping jerseys i don't think they're swapping jerseys but it was like a lot of close contact stuff that would spread the shit 
was like those little things were being ignored now. So, but I think a lot of us could anticipate that this something like this was going to happen once they went outside the normal, go back to the normal format. So, I I, I think at the end of the day, it's like with this COVID thing. I, 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 I'm be honest with you. I, I don't know. It's like I think things get real serious if you actually had a player to actually get seriously ill behind it. Because a lot of people who get it, they you know they have to quarantine, but you never seen that one player that actually was like sick, like he was like lethargic. He had real bad flu symptoms, or he just couldn't stop coughing. You know, none of this crazy stuff. You haven't seen any of that, so. I don't think they'll really take it serious until something like that happens. Will it happen? I don't know. This 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 whole uh, COVID thing is like really, to me, it, it's really weird because you don't know what's going to happen if somebody gets it. And in some cases, not it, but you didn't see anything. Des Bryant had it one day, and then the next day he didn't. It's like really weird. Like I I don't know what to make of it to be honest. And it's like. I, I said it from the beginning, and I know you didn't agree with me too much. I just said, just let them play. Just say, F it. Until somebody gets, like, seriously sick. To me, that's the way I feel. Now, I'm not saying that everybody just go out willy-nilly and just, you know, don't be mindful of other people who can actually get sick, like, seriously sick. But it's more like, if, if you just keep protocol and you, you catch it, you know, just let it run through the, the rest of the... um of the league and just and, and let them have antibodies because I, I mean, unless it like, and if somebody gets like seriously ill, then you just take it from there because I have not seen like one athlete to get like super sick at, at, at the, at the, at the end of the day, they had just quarantine and they didn't write back like nothing happened. I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe I, maybe I'm in a minority and, and I may sound crazy, yeah. but you know, but I, I just haven't seen anybody to get like seriously ill or anything. So I don't, I don't know what but, to make of it, to be honest. But the thing is, I think and, and my major disagreement, I think back then when you originally said it, it's still the same thing now. Are you just waiting for somebody to die from it before? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, not waiting for yeah, like Because you because the, the logic is, oh, I haven't seen anybody really get sick. That's correct. Right. Playing. Yes, they're professional athletes. They have a medical staff. They, but still. Are we waiting for one of them to know. die and really get really bad off the whole league to catch it? And, you know, maybe two or three players die. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, the higher risk factor group are the older adults with pre-existing conditions. But NBA players, actually, there there's a ton that we don't know about that have pre-existing conditions, asthma, being the primary one that we don't really hear much about, but you don't want to wait. You don't want to wait until somebody has those issues exacerbate the COVID that they catch. That's what I'm saying. I I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't want you to think that I'm against what you're saying. I, I, I totally understand that. And I'm not saying just sit and wait until it happens. My thing is I'm getting to the point because this has been going on for what, almost a year now. Yeah, I'm sitting here funny. thinking about, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it like treat this like any other type of, you know, contagious, you know, sickness that you get. That yeah. That's the way I look at it. Just treat it as such, because the more that we know now, it, 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 it just seems like 
it, it, it plays a part just like that. A lot of people who go through this that are their age, it just seems like they're getting it. Some of them, you know, they have it because they feel fine. Nobody's feeling like, like they're having like these heavy sweats or they, they can't breathe. Most of these athletes are just like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm positive. Like, I feel fine. Well, you don't want to affect other people, so you need to quarantine. And I totally understand that. But I'm looking at it from a standpoint of like, what are we really doing at this point? It's like, seem like if these guys aren't around people that are at risk, it's like, what, what are we doing? Obviously, they are. And, 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 and like, and, and, and it's just like with uh, uh, state of franchise sports. And I, and to an extent, I agree. So as a healthcare worker, well, let's not do that at all. I agree. But the flip side is that young people can die from it, but it's not very likely. You can say that about any other. You can say that about any other uh, a contagious sickness that that's out there. And I'm not. And, and now I'm not saying it just because it's okay. But if we're going to like have this scope to where, you know. All these other, you know, things that are that can get people sick are under that, that type of umbrella that people can die from this or people can die from that, but it's not likely. Why is COVID at this point? Why is COVID any different from those at this point? And I think that's an honest question that we need to start asking ourselves. I now I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I'm against it, but it's like I'm just using the logic based on you know people getting the flu or people getting like hay fever or people getting just like having a common cold, if they're having the same type of logic behind that, yeah, these guys can get that and they can die, die from it, but it's not likely. COVID is pretty much is under that same umbrella. Why are we not having that discussion yet? I think I think it's one to at least have that discussion. Some people, they, I don't know. It's like we we, it's. It's a discussion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is something that is, you know, ingrained within society that allows stuff to linger longer than it has to. Let's just say that. Right. And, and, and I get it. And I understand because I think people are still looking at the unknown factor of COVID-19. And I get it because we kind of still don't know what exactly what it is. And I, and, and people, when, when things are unknown, most people want to stay away from it, but I'm just looking at it based on what we've seen the past 12 to 14 months now, based on it from, from China, coming from Europe, coming here and seeing who's not, who's passing away from it. Who's passing away from it solely because of this virus, not underlying conditions or anything like that. And the age group of the people that are passing away, I think at this point, I think it's it's warranted to have a discussion of like, okay, do we need to treat this as such as everything else? Or is it something that we really need to continue to take heed on? Because I, I think we know enough now to be like, all right, is this this big, bad uh disease that we have or is it just something that that's been instilled in us to feel that this is the worst thing ever i don't know it because i had pneumonia and um mixed with the, the flu back in 2013 and i felt like complete shit and i don't know if that was worse than what that's it's like the worst thing i ever had and i don't want that again but i was a younger person then i was in my early 30s at that time now I'm looking at people who have getting COVID that's around my age and they're just looking like me and you and nothing's wrong with them 
they're asymptomatic and they're looking around like, shit, I can still play the sport, but because I, I have this, I have to sit at home. When really, when I was like six, six, I couldn't even pick up a pencil, let alone play a sport. So that that's why I'm like asking like, okay, people who get pneumonia literally cannot play they, they literally can't do anything. But if you're asymptomatic, like a lot of these guys that are playing the sports are, is it warranted to have a discussion like, all right, what are we really doing here? That that that's what I'm that's that's what I'm asking for. Cause it seems like at this point it's like, shit, these kids aren't doing nothing. They're not like sick or nothing and they're playing amongst their peers, like and I'm not saying to sit there and wait around to something happens. It's just that it's based on what I see. Like, look at the college sports. The whole season just went through. And how many college sports, I mean, how many college kids honestly got sick so they couldn't play or they couldn't walk or they have, like, serious conditions? Like, which ones? The, there probably have been, but I haven't seen any reported, so I have questions about it. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we had 33 players out of Georgia Southern in the beginning of the season, and I think what. 17 or 16 of them was COVID related and none of them was really sick but they all recovered and we ended up playing an entire season you know it's like I, I don't know it's, it, I, I think there's a lot of discussion to have there because something isn't adding up at this point Bills do you have anything about it because uh, you had said nothing before we go I mean I'm just I've just been listening you know I don't have much on it I mean I from my perspective, it's it's pretty simple. I think they need to go behind the scenes and give everybody the vaccine. Sorry, I, I, I'm not against I, that. I'm, I'm, I'm I was I was just talking to my wife about that, and and my my aunt, the the she's the spouse of my uncle that just passed. She's taking care of my grandmother as well, and my grandmother's ninety, and she she's a professor as well. You know, my, my uncle's wife, my aunt, she's a professor. So. They're like first in line to get the vaccine, you know, like, you know, older people and people that are that are in, um, you know, uh, uh, education, law enforcement. You know, they're the ones that get they're the first in line to get it. And she's been trying to get the vaccine as well for my grandmother. So I'm with you. Like, if well, it's there. working like they say it is, just give it to I, I would say, look, I was I would this is what I would say. I, I would call a meeting with all the NBA teams and, and tell it simple and plain like this. Eight of your 12 players on the active roster have to take the vaccine in order for your team to play. Mm. If eight of your 12 players don't take the vaccine, your season's over. Period. Mm. End of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it, make it dire. Make it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I'm, I'm for that because I told my wife, I was like, look, if we ever end up positive with it, I'm like, F it. Let's go. What we have to do to just take the vaccine so we don't have to deal with it no more. Because if eight that, that's the way I felt like. four players don't have it, the eight players that are basically immune to it will be fine. It's it's really a seventy five percent thing. Seventy percent, mm-hmm. you know, based on what I'm saying from all the health providers, healthcare providers I know, seventy five percent of the people in a given group have to have the vaccine in order for it to really work. So there are people that could not have the vaccine. And it still won't spread. So in the NBA, you probably need around 75% of the players to have taken it. I think they need to go ahead and behind the scenes just say, look, bro, y'all got to take this fucking vaccine. We're not doing yeah, this shit. Yeah, because to tell you the truth, I, I'm like, as far as vaccines, I haven't taken any vac- any flu vaccine in the last 10, maybe 15 years. Right. But at the same time, I'm around a lot of people who do take the vaccine. So, And I take care of myself not saying that's 100 effective 
an immunity, but that's herd immunity as State of Franchise Sports points out. So just like me. I don't I don't um I, I haven't taken the flu shot since I was a chair car driver, which was way back. I mean, I'm talking twenty fourteen. I don't get sick anymore. So it's one of those things where, you know, things just affect certain people in certain ways. I've never had the flu. Um, but you know, right. I, I think that they seriously all the sports leagues need to do this. Look, take the mm-hmm. fucking vaccine. Period. If y'all want this cash cow, if y'all want this cash cow to continue to flourish, and you want fans to eventually be in a position to come back, then y'all have to be healthy first, and we need to cut out these fucking, these you know Kawhi's missing this game and he got a quarantine, and you know Kemba Walker and whoever else you pick them, you know I I would just say that look behind the scenes just just give them the fucking vaccine, man. Yeah, because the That's question comes in the fact that when they talk about like the priority levels, since they're playing and have been playing throughout this pandemic, wouldn't that make them essential workers and wouldn't that put them higher on a priority list? And plus, I think Brian Hollins brought this up between him and OG. They have enough money. Can't money just provide them with the vaccine? But not only that, but not only that, but not only that, when you have when you have these players playing, you got medical on staff and those guys are they're essential. They should be. Right. You know what I'm so, saying? Like, not even the money aspect. The fact that you have medical staff that probably already taking the vaccine. So why, as a player, am I not getting the vaccine? But the medical people that I'm working with in the training rooms and stuff like they get it before I get it, and I'm around people that more than likely will get it. So yeah, everyone needs to get it in the league, not just. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, that's yeah. yeah I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, that's yeah. Like I said, I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, I think it with like um, I think with uh, state of franchise story, so you could definitely mm-hmm. place it in the flu category, but also be pneumonia category as well. Yeah. There's a range for most, and they're healthy and will be fine. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not they that don't I'm know just how saying to treat it as right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying brush it under the rug, but it's like right. I'm looking at the people that are getting it that are in the league or people that you hear about the coaches getting, even the coaches that are older. You don't hear about the coaches like being sidelined to the point where, oh, coach such and such is in the hospital. You need to pray. You know, you don't hear about that. Most of them be like, OK, we're just going to travel differently or he's going to be back here. He's going to quarantine. You don't really hear about um like these people like actually getting sick sick and i'm not saying wait for it to happen but i'm just looking at the data it's like all right all right um with that being said how serious is this for people that are in this age group now bills came up with another point said just give them the vaccine i'm 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 for that as well just go ahead and just kill it get it all out of the way so there's no more speculation nobody's getting you know having to postpone games or any of this other craziness so i'm with you on that as well you know it's just you know, I, it, I hate to be that guy. Think about this. You know, Magic Johnson came out in 1991. Oh, said, here we go. No, no. No, I, I like where Bill's going be, with this one. Because this is interesting. Magic Johnson in 1991 said he had the HIV virus, and we ain't heard shit about it since. The motherfucker came back to the NBA, played, coached, sucked as a coach. You haven't heard shit about all you hear about him is owning some sorry ass movie theaters, some sorry ass. Hey, wait, wait, around. hold on. At least the ones in, in Maryland are pretty good. All right, well, the ones in Maryland are good. All right, and, and 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 the Dodgers. That's all you hear. You don't think Magic Johnson HIV positive? You think Magic Johnson Dodgers owner in in Lakers great? 
So, I mean, if that motherfucker's HIV can disappear out of thin air, then they need to hand the... I mean, shit, come on, bro. You know they cured that shit. You know they cured it. You know they just cured it. Here you go, bro. We ain't supposed to give the shit out. Here you go, bro. Go ahead. Cure that real quick. And and I will say this. I know OG pulled up last week um, with his uh, bubble championship. These are your last real champions right here. (laughs) 152 games. Took out the Dodgers and won the World Series against the cheating ass Astros. So these are the last real champions that played a full season, not the bubble champion Dodgers. So they need to go ahead. If you want to pull up and defend that, then you can. You go ahead and, and get, go ahead and give everybody that vaccine. Get it out of the way. We don't have to hear any more about this shit. Magic don't got HIV anymore. Stevie Wonder ain't blind. I, I mean, come on, bro. He <laughs> said ninety three bills. You were in diapers. I mean, bro, Aww. I do my research. I do my research. That don't got nothing to do with me being in diapers. I was in diapers when Sam Cooke was singing too. I know more about Sam Cooke than a lot of people too. So Ooh. I mean, I, I look. Give them the fucking vaccine. And if they don't want right. to take it, they can sit their ass at home somewhere. Right. I read. <laughs> well, that's my choice, but we we're not gonna get into him because Hey, you might you might you never know. They might have already gave that ultimatum and said, Look, bro, you take the that probably, Yeah, you know what? That could be what's you going never on. know. I mean he did right. he still thinks the world is flat, so <laughs> all right. Well let's get up out of here, man. Y'all got anything else? Bills, what you got before we go? Uh Good episode. See, you, uh, good to see you back in good spirits for this episode. Um, good to see everybody that showed up in the chat. Um, Tadal pulls up at the last second, though. Tadal pulls up. It's all good. Like a hey, better late than never, bro. Pulls Glad that you're here. Last second, like a Michael Jordan game winner. <laughs> Magic had the special kind of HIV. He had a one that didn't exist. Hold on, I'll be right back. But yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to everybody that showed up. And yeah, this episode was was fun, man. It was fun. Yeah. So last we heard, Magic was down to one aid. That's a that's it, that actually was a Family Guy joke that they did. Last, last we heard, guy. he was he was down to one aid, and it was a financial aid to buy another. So. All right, so yeah, so yeah, welcome back, BF. Um, glad you're in good spirits. Uh, we definitely was going to attempt to hold it down if you weren't able to make it. Um, I do, I, I do recognize that this is therapeutic for you as well. So, um, you know, you have brought it up a couple of times. You brought it up a little bit earlier about mental health, and you know, it's definitely good to, to, to see you. So. And it's good to see everybody else. I don't want to cut everybody else out, but you know, um, it was a good episode. Got a lot out. I think it winds up being therapeutic for everybody involved. So, um, you know, Bills was here. You know, I'm here. Now we got all three of us involved in making this channel grow. And, you know, the audience, you guys are lovely. Um, OG, you're ducking. I'm going to just call it as it is because you haven't said anything since trying to defend uh, Bills and his uh, holding as Buccaneers. So 
because he's not going to defend that bubble World Series championship, you know, that shrink wrap bubble World uh, Series where the Nats was just like, you know what, you can go ahead and have that. We don't care. So, but great show, great topics. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, I is the reason why I wanted to come back here and do this episode because – you know, I know a lot of people that are in the chat and I see it all the time. Like some people will say like, yo, you guys come through, you make me, you know, uh, forget about some of the situations, some situations that I have or, you know, um, had a couple people who had family members who passed or they end up getting COVID and they come to us and they listen to us. And we, we, you know, we, we turn things around in their lives for at least for that moment. And I know I felt like I needed this. I needed to do this uh, because I know I, I had no doubt that you guys would have came through and actually, you know, made my day. And I really appreciate it because, I mean, I, I'll be the first one to tell you it hasn't been good for me for the past couple of days. It really hasn't. And it was at one point I was just going to say, hey, guys, I see you guys on the 26th when I when we was going to go over to Twitch. But I was like, no, you know what? I need to do this. I need to I need to come here. I need to make some topics i need to interact with you guys because even if it's just for the two hours and 20 minutes that we're here it gives me some form of you know normalcy it gives me a peace of mind it gives me some time to actually just get my mind off of a lot of things you know the what ifs or why this or how did this happen or stuff like it, it gives me that it gives me that chance to get away from that. And I really appreciate everybody who came through and everybody who uh, commented, people who came through, everybody who hit the like button. I'm thankful for my two co-hosts that actually came in and actually was uh, not only to come here to, to do the episode, but they actually was going to take the initiative and keep the ball rolling for you guys who listen. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. You know, like I said earlier, that just goes to show that this is bigger than whatever I decided to put together when I decided to put this together back in 2017. I mean, it's crazy. It's been, we've been doing this for almost what, three, four years now. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's, um, like I said, I, I needed this. And I, I appreciate everybody who came through because it's uh, uh, something that, at the end of the day, it's something that is needed. You guys are, to me, it is becoming a, a a family type of situation here, where we all can get together and have uh, some form of, you know, camaraderie. We have some type of, you know, dialogue. We cannot actually feel and and understand one another of our thought process when it comes to sports, gaming, and hell, even life. Because, like I said on 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 my shirt, it's sports, gaming, and life. And at the end of this podcast, we talked about how we feel about this whole pandemic thing and how we uh, are dealing with it, how we deal with gaming. Like, you know, a couple people said it gets out of, gets got them out of trouble. And, and honestly, you know, gaming for the past couple of days have gotten me out of situations to where I could, you know, I, I could have had a mental breakdown and, you know, I felt like I was strong enough to do this and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to. And uh, I think, from here going forward, everything's going to be a little bit better. You know, I, I do plan on going down to uh, Savannah and we're going to get all preparations together for, for my uncle. And, you know, that's going to open up a whole nother can of worms. But 
I plan on being here throughout this entire time. So uh, hopefully you guys will um, continue to watch, continue to support. You know, I am going to be moving over to Twitch on January 26th, about two weeks away. Uh, but the podcast will be here in um in a recorded form. So if you don't catch us live there, I will upload it to here on the next day. And um, get your uh, Twitch accounts ready. Yeah, get your Twitch <laughs> accounts ready. Don't have you Twitch know. accounts. Get your Twitch accounts ready. Yeah, get your Twitch account ready. And if you want to get on Twitch, yeah, go to Twitch. It's VF Baller. If you want to go to DJ's Twitch, it's Evo three twenty five. And if you want to go to Bills, it's JMB three. 3293 if you can't catch those what you need to do after this podcast is over just go back to this point around the 230 mark and you can see all the twitch uh handles uh and uh just go over there and follow all three of us so it's great i was gonna say this i probably should have said this in before we went live uh do we have the ig up as far as a banner that people can go to it, i had no it's, idea it's, it's basically first gonna be at, it, at first and frame rates literally Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so is that first and frame rate so just go to ig and you go there and you know we'll do our own we'll be posting over there as well so uh i will uh see you guys probably tomorrow i think i'm a um i'm gonna stream some random games sunday i'm definitely going to try to get joe montana 93 and we could do that on sunday i think it's appropriate to do that game and uh I'll be playing that game for the Sunday retro stream. So uh, tomorrow will probably be some NBA Live. Saturday will probably be some football. or probably I might even get back on Cyberpunk. I need to do that. And some other game prior to that. I'll be doing a few games. And uh, definitely Sunday night it's going to be Joe Montana 93. So we'll be doing that. Uh, thanks oh, to everybody. One, oh, go ahead. One last thing. Um, I did uh, put up an upload to Stay Decay 2. I'm going to be back at it. Uh, they're going to be in the form of uploads, not necessarily streams. So, okay. And um, OG, you ain't shit. I see. I see. I saw what you just said. Yeah, you know. Thank God for Tampa's <laughs> offensive line, but you know, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. He said, "Shout out to the roster defense." <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that, Mister Ham. But yeah, um. Like I said, uh, State of Franchise said, celebrate Uncle Bobby doing as, this as it was. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, my, I'm going to say this before I go. It, like I said, it's a reason why I play the games I play. I mean, he was a master at figuring things out. And he never wanted let, he never wanted the computer to beat him. He never wanted the system to beat him. So he always played alone. That's just how, like, I think I said that in my video. Like, he would set up board games and he would play the games by himself. He would play a deck of cards by himself. He'd do a lot of solitaire or he'll play like a game of poker by himself. I mean, he would literally do these type of things, but he would um, literally, you know, play these games by himself. And I think that's where I get it from, where I, I, I rather play offline games and I, I, I don't want to get beat by the game. I think Antonio Wilson, he's not in the chat, but like I play fighting games on the on like very hard difficulties and I keep playing until I, until I beat it. I think that one game on my original Xbox, I did that on one of the Sunday streams. But I get that from him. That's where I get it from. I I, I feel like us as humans are better than these damn machines, and I'm not going to let it beat me no matter what. Mm. And I get that from him. So I'm an offline gamer to the core, and he's the reason why I did that. But um, I'm not sure. I'm almost certain that 93 was his game. 
I'm almost certain Madden now I'm enjoying my 1093 So I'll be playing that on Sunday. So I don't have anything else, man. Thanks everybody for the kind words. You guys are amazing. And um I'm waving the cat in the chat. She yeah, I see, I see. So. Hey cat, how you doing? I appreciate you coming through. But um I thank everybody for the kind words, everything on Twitter, everybody who posted on the last stream, all the likes and and all the prayers and condolences. I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing, and I really mean that. And uh, it's still not over yet. Got a few more things got to take care of, and it's, it's, it's going to be a long road, but I feel like this is a road to, you know, you know healing because I do hurt. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I do. But you guys are making it better more than you guys ever know. So I will see you guys uh, tomorrow. I will be streaming something. And uh, hopefully you guys will come through. And definitely we'll be back on the podcast on Tuesday. All right, you guys be blessed. You guys be safe. And I will definitely see you guys tomorrow. Shut up, Mr. Ham. Good night. (laughs) Good night, Mr. Ham. Peace. Fuck (laughs) Garmalone. Wow. (laughs)